Hello, and welcome to episode 202 of Flicks in the Six, and the start of the sixth stage. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the duke, Alessandro Bailsi. Say hello, Al. It's a new year, and we're back, bitches. We had to take some time off to let everything in our lives and breathe the eight, but here we are. <laughs> I want you to know, I was trying so hard to remember what that quote-unquote word was <laughs> so that I could put it in the intro and I, I just couldn't come up with it and I also didn't know how to Google it <laughs> on uh, account of it not being a real word. <laughs> well, there's been so many jokes about that online for the last few weeks. That's great. Um, I know there was a handful of other ones that were in the movie and some of them made me laugh. Some of them were real words but were used incorrectly. Like there was that whole part in the movie where he goes through all of it. It's like, yeah. you're your misquotations and your malapropisms and whatever. Like, um, cause I remember like the second or third time he does it, he says like, we've reached an infraction point, but he should have said yes. inflection point. And it's like, that is a real word. It's just not the correct word. Right. But abbreviate will stick with me probably till my dying day. Amazing. Amazing. On this week's episode, Al and I are going to play some catch up. That's what you've already experienced a bit of that. Uh, Kruger is going to return. And we're going to look forward into what 2023 has to offer all before diving into our flick of the week. If you have not guessed it from that previous conversation, Glass Onion. Uh, specifically saying Glass Onion because Ryan Johnson did not want a Knives Out story to be on the end of the title. And I'm assuming that was a Netflix call <laughs> or whoever got involved. Uh, I prefer leaving off the title because I think it makes sense. Knives Out was very specific and had to do with the original movie. This is just like a make sure people know that it's that same thing, <laughs> like that same character. And I get it well, for like the marketing aspect, yeah. but um, no. I'm also well, All of these no. franchises do that though. Like the Divergent movies, I think I want to say, didn't they do that? Where it was like Divergent was the first one and then like the rest of them were like Insurgent, Divergent or whatever the fuck it is. And like, the Twilight movies did that where the first one was Twilight. Twilight and then it was yeah, like, the Twilight movies definitely did that. It was like Twilight New Moon, Twilight Eclipse, etc. So on. Breaking Dawn. Like I, I Part one and part two. two. That's um, right. I watched all of them not that long ago. And um, I enjoyed I myself. <laughs> oh, Hunger Games. Didn't they do it? I think they did it. Uh, they probably did it as well. I yeah. it was Catching Fire was the second one, but I couldn't remember if it was like Hunger Games colon Catching Fire. But I I know they did that for mm. all those types of movies. So, um, this isn't anything new. Like sure. I listen, I'm what we've both our track record has been let the creators create and do what they want to do. This is mm. a really small concession for him to make for the yeah. lot of money. I don't think he Netflix was like gave him dying on that hill. I just respect the fact that he didn't want it in there, and I think it makes sense. Oh, that's fine. Because the move, the title of the movie was very, was like central to the, a thing that happens similar to this one. The title See, Glass I Onion like, is central. I feel like they could have compromised in a way that would have been just as like funny and tongue in cheek and fourth wall breaking as mm -hmm. the movies themselves were. Because this one like really went at Hollywood like in a way that the first one didn't. Or at least that's not my recollection. Mm -hmm. um, and they could have called it Glass Onion colon a Benoit Blanc mystery. Yeah. And then parenthetical, the sequel to Knives <laughs> Out, <laughs> where it's like, you got it in the title. I don't want to hear it, but I'm making it very clear I didn't want it there. And, you know, that parenthetical would say all of his disdain 
but still give them what they want. They should have just called it Knives In, and then they could have had like a what? third movie that's <laughs> nothing to do with knives, and then a fourth movie. <laughs> I'm still so mad that the sequel to Now You See Me is Now You See Me 2, and not Now You Don't. Like, yeah, that's I- so obnoxious to me. And well, it, it still would have worked with that one. You could have called it Now You See Me, colon, Now You Don't. It still would, or, or parenthesis, like, it still would have worked that way. Yeah. What was the other one? Was it a Fast and Furious movie that was a problem? Slightly different. You know, they're definitely within the same extended family of, of issues that I have. But yeah, like uh, how they didn't make it Fate with F8 of the Furious. That was what I was Oh, right. Remember. It was like F8 Fate of the Furious? Yes. Is that what? Right. Okay. Stupid. Stupid. Ugh. That's painful, actually. Uh, yes. Al, what are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking... I think this is the second now of three total that ultimately we will do. Uh, beers from Tim Barn Brewing, which is, I don't know, half an hour from where I live. Hmm. And um, this is the one I'm most excited for you to try. The last okay. one we did was, I think, a quadruple IPA that was very strong, which I really liked. I think you kind of liked, but were a little bit intimidated by the strength of said IPA. This, yeah, I vaguely, though, I don't, I vaguely remember that experience that you're describing, but I don't remember what the beer tasted like. You probably vaguely don't remember because it was very strong and you might have lost a little bit oh. of it. Um, At a moment. Yeah, no. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's cranberry bog. It's a fruited sour. It's 5% alcohol. Um, I figured, I know you like fruit beers. I know you like sours. This, yeah. I heard you in the pre-show when you opened it, cracked it open. That's right. And you were like, mm, that smells good. And yes, I poured, it does. I poured one out for my mom. Because That's it smells right. like, uh, it looked, it reminded me of the cranberry ginger ale. Yeah. Uh, cranberry or raspberry? I think it was raspberry ginger ale. I thought it was cranberry. It's, it's an off-air conversation, but I'm 99% mm. sure it's raspberry. Am I seeing taste? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's unfiltered. Right? Sediment's natural. It's got some sweet uh, tartan design on the bottom of the can. Yep. Some uh, we talked about we talked about that last time, right? And then we went down this whole road. <laughs> What's tartan? <laughs> Yes, let's you're right. <laughs> I forgot about that, but now that you mention it, yes. Oh, man. Um, let's, uh, you want to try this bad boy? I do want to try it, but before I do, I want to say that I'm feeling a little self, uh, self-conscious. That con- the sediment is natural, but normally I don't pour the whole thing in the glass because I'm worried about that. This time mm-hmm. I poured it all out and then read that, and I was like, mine's crystal clear. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, I left the final... 2% of the beer in the can. I There's a couple of flakes in the bottom, but there's not much sediment at the bottom <sighs> of my glass. Um, mine is pretty damn clear for a sour mm-hmm. as well. It looks nice. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yours looks more golden than mine. Mine looks more reddish. It's probably the camera. Yeah, probably. My, it, it's very red. It, to me, they look the same. So it's okay. probably On my screen, for... it's like it's like noticeable that mine has like more of a, like an amber type of mm. color than yours. But. I, well, my video of you is also like you have an amber skin tone. So it, it could very well just be camera tricks. <laughs> I mean, I am generally pretty tan. I also have this disgusting spotlight over me that makes me look. The other day I was on a, on a zoom call with work and I, the, my, my buddy joins the call and I was like, I look terrible. Like, but I didn't know he was in the room when I was, you look like you're in a James Cameron um, interrogation room because we can talk about that another time. Did you see the second Avatar yet? No. Okay, we'll talk about that more in the catch-up. But okay, um, there is a brief interrogation scene that that was a loving homage to the True Lies. Ah, uh, 
scene and just think about those interrogation rooms how stark the lighting is and that's yeah. what you've got going on right now. okay yeah I, I mean you even you even see it in my background like the beam of light coming down like a triangle it's it's yes. best i gotta i gotta change it up because i'm in here all the time anyway cheers cheers that's <laughs> like a gong <laughs> gosh this smells so good oh it's just as good as i remember all right i'm gonna throw this out there there aren't enough thuckles. Wow! <laughs> See, I this, is knew... qu- this is a quad thuckle beer. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to love it. Oh, my uh, goodness. This was, I think... Yeah, this was my favorite one. Uh, this is the brewery me and my brother and my sister went to for my birthday. And as soon as I had this one, I was like, I need to see if they canned this one. Because they had a bunch that were on mm. tap. And like about half of those were like available for sale. And I was like... <sighs> This is definitely one of the ones I need to pick up because I know Anthony's going to love this. This is right in his wheelhouse. And oh my goodness. we need to do it for the show. It's so good. This is the best beer we've done. See, I won't go that far, but it's definitely <laughs> in the, the inner circle of like the top tier. I mean, it's clearly recency bias. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, I mean, it's up there with the salted nut roll. Oh, I love the salted nut roll. God, that was so good. This is amazing. It's this really is good. so, it is. Really, it's very sweet, but not not offensively so. Yes, it's you know this, why because it's naturally sweet. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't taste sickly sweet like it's fake. It's oh, this is this has actual fruit and malt in it. It's sweet, but it tastes like cranberry. Like it tastes yeah. like it almost tastes like the cranberry sauce that you have at Thanksgiving. That's right, and like, and I think that like kind of similar to like. Yeah, the sometimes there's pineapple in that, and like I feel like you get that extra sweetness from that. And yes. then, but like what I like about the sour is that the sour in there is also very subtle because the tart is taking over it like way more. Mm-hmm. So like the sweet tart sour layer cake that's happening, yes. is amazing. That triumvirate and, is in perfect balance. Oh my goodness, they they did it. They did beer. <laughs> you guys got it. Tin Barn Brewing. You did it! Your Congratulations! Congratulations! You did it. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like a crappy cup of coffee. No, it's the, it's best. the world's best cup of coffee. <laughs> world's best coffee. You did it, <laughs> man! I love this. Can I get more of this in my life? Is this something they make regularly, or is it just like was it? Like I a... I think it's one of their regular ones. Oh. I've only been there once. Um, I stocked up while I was there because, like I said, it, it's about half an hour. But if you ever want to take a day trip up here, we could go out and pick some. I, I've never seen it in the store, but I, I don't see why it couldn't be considering they sell it in cans out of the tap house. Like, Give me all the cranberry bog you have. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, we could we could pick it up in the uh, the Changli EV mini truck. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, whatever. I just have this uh, vision that that thing is like the equivalent of the moped that he trades the van in for in Dumb and Dumber. Like, it's just <laughs> this really tiny. <laughs> no, so I looked on like the on the site and there was like a picture of someone standing next to it. And it is Legit? tiny for oh. a truck, but it's not like a Power Wheels type of <laughs> truck. Like, well, I forget what he said. I get like. <laughs> It's not even that good, I feel like. I can get like 90 miles to the gallon on this hog, but it's like a half gallon tank. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. What was that thing that you sent me? What? So that, that electric little van thing. It was a picture, so I didn't even like look it up. 
Oh, yeah. No, I sent it to you with, like, the info. and Yeah, no, so um, <laughs> I was listening this morning. They put out the episode early for the, the shutdown full cast, and they were talking about, oh, the whole thing was with the start of the new year, they were taking things in, like, their greater lexicon as well as, like, the public lexicon and saying, okay, out with this, in with that. <laughs> okay. And I know, I know this is going to be kind of tough for you because you have a Tesla, but... Like their thing was out with Tesla, in with the Chang Li EV mini truck. <laughs> I, I don't know how. I think Spencer found it online and they started talking about it. They were going through like the specs, and it's just like like so. Then like once the other three started going on like the website, they were clicking through the other things, and they're like, I don't understand. How is everything nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars? It doesn't make sense. Why is it the same? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the idea. That's like taking my my idea of you know I want to. We own a brewery at some point. We serve mm-hmm. some food, very minimal. Uh, that food is on the menu. There are no substitutions. That's been my dream ever since working at the pizzeria for however many years that was. Um, majority of my life, the I was like, man, it's similar to clerks. This job would be great if it wasn't for customers. Like <laughs> it, it is. Mostly, it's just like the the substitutions and the whining, and like I want this, I want that. I, that's I want to just rule that out. I'm not looking for success. I just want to have fun making the food, I, and it looks so this thoughts. way. I have thoughts. Yeah. That's definitely an exclusive thing, right? No substitutions. Yeah. It's a little bit elitist. Now, elitist has a negative connotation. I think it's earned that connotation, but it's not to sure. say that there's never been a positive incidence of that. And if you do it in the right way, in this instance. If you have enough options, there's something for everyone. So even if this thing doesn't come out exactly the way one person wants, there's something else on the menu, hopefully. Um, I sure. also want to push back slightly on you with the idea of the no customers and they're being annoying. <laughs> we would not have the name of our website without it's the customers of That's your true. restaurant. <laughs> so that might be worth it alone. That's fair. That's, that's fair. The, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even think that we need a lot of options though for the menu because ultimately we're not a food place yeah you know what i'm saying like if if the only thing on the menu was a plain bar pie done can i have toppings on that no (laughs) we don't have those (laughs) well so no that's different though so you you know if you're if your thing is if you would like food we have pizza Mm -hmm. well then that's the be all and the end all we will buy cheese we will buy dough we will buy uh, or sorry, we'll buy flour, whatever. We'll buy yeah, sauce. That's right. We'll make the um, dough. And we'll but make you know sauce. what I mean, though. It's like, yeah. those are the things we hey, have. Hell, we'll get a cow and we'll make the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> brewery to table. You know, there's a couple of like... Because the cow's lo- in the brewery. Sorry. There's, <laughs> there's a couple of large commercial plots up here that if, if one of us hits the lotto, yeah. we could do a farm brewery, right? Yeah. We, we could have a farm. Easily. We could grow the hops. Mm-hmm. We could have cows who, mm-hmm. you know, will supply us the milk for the cheese. Yeah. We could grow the tomatoes for the sauce. We could grow the barley. Yeah, what? I wonder how much time it would take to actually get started. A farm? Yeah. No, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, to the point of being able to use the stuff that you're growing. Uh, I mean, it obviously depends on the size of the farm. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I don't even know where we are anymore. I guess we'll get into the show. But before we do, uh, just a reminder, you can always reach us 
at flicks and the six at the spinchune.com. Don't worry, if you spell it wrong on the left side of the ad symbol, I'm still gonna get it. It's a catch-all email address. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Just get the spinchune.com right on the right side of the ad Speaking sign. Speaking of which, we gotta figure out how from how I can sign into that email because I haven't checked in like two years. Oh, I got you. I, I can get you in there. So anyway, uh reach us. Uh give us suggestions for the movies that you want to see, the news and nuggets you want covered. Uh if we're feeling squirrely, you might make it on the show. We'll see what happens. Uh, but or, or, or Twitter, we're we're at this big on Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> that may not be there for that long. Every sure, day I kind of go to check to see if it's still available. But as long as it is, <laughs> sure, that's fair. You can also hit us at the Uh But oh yeah, sorry. I, three three thuckles for me. I love three, oh Tris Tris thuckles. I love this beer. Not um, four. All right, fuck you. Convince me. I'll go with four. Why not? Okay. I was like, this I is try to have integrity and consistency in my rankings. I love the beer. It's not the greatest beer I've ever had. It's a really good beer. I love right, it. Right, but if it were the... You're like, don't be like that professor, though. That won't give an A. No, I just... I try to... It's an unscientific method, but I try to match the inherent quality that I am evaluating with my personal enjoyment of it and fuse those together. And I feel like my enjoyment is a 10 out of 10. The inherent quality, probably more like a 7... That's fair. I was like, you know, three thuckles, maybe, because you yell at me when I try and give you half thuckles. No. So, but let's, yeah, fuck it. It's a new year. Oh, four. That's, four that's, that's why you're the brain on the heart. Like we're just doing it. <laughs> I, I'm like, right in this moment, this is the best beer I've ever had today. <laughs> I try I, not to be prisoner of the moment. I, I often fail, but I try. I prefer it, though. I prefer, I prefer to be here now. Let's get into, um, I, I don't know, what... Would be would you do consumption? I don't remember the order we do things in. So historically, what we've done is news and nuggets as a section, and then we do okay. consumption as <laughs> a se- section, <laughs> and then we do the movie as a section. But I think we discussed pre-show since you texted me two nights ago, like minutes before I was going to bed. Hey, mm-hmm. glass, glass onion question mark? Um, and I said yes, and I've been super busy at work the last couple of days that I was like. I'm not really going to do the news and nuggets yeah, thing totally on its own. So we're just going to do a, a big catch up because most of it's probably going to be consumption. Yeah. This is going to be a little bit more freeform and organic than we normally do it. And then we'll do the movie later. So whatever. What that works. What okay. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I want conti- to keep the bookmarks the way that we normally have them. Okay. So that's going to mean that this section is going to be news and nuggets, but it's going to be one long section. Yes. And then we're going to bounce around. And then we're going to actually legit go into consumption afterwards because I've watched and consumed some stuff. So have I. So, okay. okay. So, so how about this? Yeah. Um, oh God, we, you're about to change we, it, we aren't ha- you? Haven't you're going to se- flip-flop the bookmarks. No. We haven't seen each other since Elio's birthday in August. Goodness gracious. And No. Yes. Wasn't there an Oktoberfest? You didn't come. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to me that time? You had COVID. Perfect. <laughs> how, how about this? So, oh, that's right. I bought pretzels and somebody picked them up. <laughs> yes. So you and me recorded Aww. two episodes since the last time we saw each other. One, okay. which was the Thor episode in September, and one that we recorded also in September that eventually became the celebration of 200 with Brian. Yes. Those are the only two things we recorded. We recorded wow. them, I think, in back-to-back weeks in September. That's uh, right. We were released one we were in on September. A, we were on a hell of a roll. <laughs> we recorded like one. In, we, we released one in September. We released one in, I think, November? Sure. We had a bunch of close calls. 
to yep. doing it. So let's talk about what's just happened in the last several months. Because like you and me have played Halo a couple of times and we like, have talked there. We, we obviously we text, but we yeah. really like talked on much. the reg. Um, so tell me a thing that's happened in the last four months. In the last four it's, months, it's the news of of the Flicks and a Six family, like okay. some news, like what happened. The news. Uh, you know what's crazy? Uh, well, aside from okay, so as you as you mentioned, I did get. I, I got that lovely COVID, um, which I, I also had a totally separate bout of COVID a month later. So we were going to do an episode and also have Oktoberfest that wiped out Anthony's yeah. COVID. And then we had another episode that we were going to do that we had to wait off that. because I yeah. had COVID. Right. So that's uh, I, I was, was so I was mad. Working. My COVID actually wasn't that bad. The, the worst part about it was um, really just kind of staying away from my son. Like, did not like that at all. So, no, that's tough. And he didn't get it, obviously. So, that that was that was a bummer. However, on, and it really wasn't, it was really only one bad day for me. And then I was recovering pretty quickly. And um, it was mostly just like the, you know, isolation aspect of it. Uh, that, that was a bummer. However, uh, the other week, like a week before, or a week and a half before Christmas, I, well, Elio woke up. In the middle of the night, well, <laughs> middle of the night, it was like nine. Uh, we heard a noise, or I heard a noise that was like a blah. It's like, huh, that was a weird noise. I checked the mo- the monitor because it wasn't enough sound that it kicked the screen on on the monitor, but I heard it like naturally through the door. And I'm like, oh, he's sitting up. Why is he sitting up? He should be sleeping. And then I noticed him and I noticed this giant dark spot ah. on the, I'm like, Oh, that sound was throw up, wasn't it? And he was so out of it that he was basically asleep sitting there. Like and sitting it, up? Yeah. And it was just all of the food that he'd eaten the entire day. Oh. Like, and you could, you know, you were like, there's the lunch. <laughs> there's <laughs> the snack. There's the dinner. <laughs> it's like he, like he just threw it up and turned. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's what it seemed like. Um, terrible. Anyway, he got, he so had this a is, This is like one of those like geological record. Like they have the thing <laughs> in the Grand Canyon where it's like this layer of stone was these uh, thousand years and this layer of stone was this million years. Vomit geo. They're minerals. They're minerals, Marie. <laughs> when he got that, uh, he got a lovely stomach bug. Luckily for him, it only lasted, it only really seemed to last that night. He was a little off for a few days after, but like not really sick anymore and he was drinking and eating the next day no problem the next morning kim got sick nice and i was like great now i was holding him very close after he got sick because obviously he's a little sick guy he got a comfort little bugger right Mm. i was like oh very odd that kim is is already throwing up i feel fine Famous last words. I'm two hours behind Kim. <laughs> and it lasts for two full days. Nice. And it's horrible. And it's like, uh, I think it was six times. I think I vomited six times. Um, n- at no point was there food involved in the vomit. Like that, that kind of gross. I'm going to leave the vomit talk at that. And it was terrible. Uh, so that w- would absolutely have taken COVID again over that shit. <laughs> That was terrible. Yeah, I, uh, knock on wood, I, um, have never had any sort of, like, stomach virus thing like that. Yeah. Um, because that sounds dreadful. Just God, it's horrible. But, uh, that luckily, though, I will say, for the past, like, however many years, 
I always get some sort of sick around the holidays, whether it's like a little sniffle or like sore throat or actually multiple times a stiff neck, like specifically like on Christmas Day where like I can't turn my head like real bad. And it's, you know, it's a bummer. It, it, it takes away from the enjoyment of the actual holiday. This was like the first holiday in a long time where I wasn't sick or like I was I felt completely fine for the holidays. And I was like, this is wonderful. <laughs> I don't I don't know what this is like. This is fantastic. So that was that was nice. So we had a really we did have a good holiday. And my the, what else is happening in my world? My parents moved nearby. Yeah, that's right. They live uh, that ties with that island. 10, 15 minutes from here or something like that? Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, real close. Real close. It's nice. It's nice to have them have them nearby. It's nice to not have to drive to Staten Island to see them. <laughs> now are they like done done? They're fully moved in at all? They are fully moved in. Okay. Which is which is very nice. So I know that got delayed. Oh, yeah, it was it was chaos. We oh <laughs> what's happening with me? I'm not sure if we talked about this on the show, but like we were like pretty much moving. Yeah, we didn't. Um, yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't know if it was like still like a sore subject. Oh, or no, anything, no, it's but... fine. Ultimately, when it fell through, I was like, you know what? This is for the best. I don't want to have to deal with any of this stuff around the holidays. Yeah. So that was that was good. But we that, had that no was, friend on the house. That was definitely what made up what was the backbone of this hiatus for us. Because yeah. what that happened, was a whole big thing. What happened was we were like, okay, <laughs> let's try. And we recorded the 200th episode celebration. It was like, we'll bank this and we'll put it out like during the couple of weeks Anthony's basically like oh I'm gonna need like these two weeks to like <coughs> to get our house like situated to sell as well as get everything done I was like all right perfect we'll just keep recording episodes when that break comes up just release it at your own discretion and then like that'll be it and then um you got COVID and then <laughs> you were house shopping and then the house fell through oh my gosh. and then I went on a trip and then I got COVID separate from the trip. Um, and then it was December and we were like, okay, so we have these holiday movies we're going to do. And then like a couple days later, you were like, so you want to do this in New Year's? Like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, I mean, I was ready to go. I was itching to get back on the horse, but I was like, you know what? Like if it's going to cause stress, let's just yeah wait. And so that's how we got back. It, it was definitely a much needed break. Um, with all of the stuff that we were doing and dealing with, uh, I don't like to, like, we joke on the show all the time about how we're half-assing it, but it's really not, it's, it, we're half-assing the prep for it, but we're, we're all, we're all in once we're all in, once we're starting, once we hit the record button. Listen, I, I install my full ass in the <laughs> chair you do. when you get, we do the show. <laughs> you get real cozy, but, uh, I, I didn't have it in me and, uh. I'm back though. I'm ready. So this is I'm I am excited to return. I also am excited to just watch a shit ton of movies this year <laughs> and just and to be fair, nuts. you know, I was thinking about this a few weeks ago. Um this was a really bad year for movies. Terrible. It's understandable. It, it's surprising. We almost I, did Morbius. That was deliberate, though. You wanted to. I you did. intentionally wanted to do something terrible. It, it harkens back to you've always wanted to do a bad movie night. Baron Harkin? We've never done. <laughs> we've never done the bad movie night thing. We've never done no. the let's work in an intentionally bad movie pick no. into the show. And this was you dipping your toes in the water. Plus, it was perfect because we like to do themed episodes occasionally around a holiday. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we'll do this for like Halloween. 
So yeah, I watched Morbius because <laughs> you wanted to do it. Yeah. And then the insulting part of all of this is we never did the episode, and I'm not watching it again. No, so neither am I. And uh, I was at ready. This point, to do, I don't. I was ready to have the conversation. <laughs> it was going to be a good episode. It was Morbin time. <laughs> was bad. I was ready. So I fully morbed. I yep. was ready to morb. You never on go this full show. morb. You never go full <laughs> morb. Um, I was ready to do it. It's never going to happen now. <laughs> this isn't even like what we talk no. about the lost tapes, the lost episodes, like. We're this not, isn't like the Cloud Atlas episode. We're not going to do it. This, I'm sorry. It just reminded, <laughs> this just reminded me. <laughs> uh, um, I know I already brought up the uh, the full cast briefly. I have to bring up one more time. Uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week, they were talking about. So two of them live. Sorry, three of them live in Georgia. Two of them in, I think, the Atlanta area. One of them in Kennesaw. And then uh, Ryan Manny lives in, I think, in or near Nashville, Tennessee. And they were talking about they do their episodes the during December um, it's previews of the slate of bowl games for that. They only talk about football very little bit during these. A lot of times they'll name the game, name the teams in it. And sometimes that's all they'll talk about. And they'll just go off on this weird tangent. And then occasionally there's uh, some chimes or a bell that rings. And that's how they signal. They're going to talk about the next bowl or, you know, ultimately not talk about it. They were talking about the music city bowl, which takes place in Nashville between Kentucky and Iowa. Kentucky was supposed to be a good team this year. They started out well, they fell off the tracks, and like they're good players. Like we're like we're not playing in the bowl. We're, they're just going to the draft or transferring out of the school. They send an extremely compromised unit to their bowl. Iowa <laughs> has seeming seemingly been putting a middle finger up to the concept of offense for the last several years. They have a <laughs> coach who's been there for like twenty something years, and Kirk Ferentz. His son is the offensive coordinator, Brian Ferentz. I think I've already talked about it once on the show that they made a joke a while ago that about you can't conquer your father until you've had sex. And Brian, that was spurred on by Brian Ferentz not being able to defeat his father, Kirk Ferentz, meaning that he was probably a virgin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they coined a new term this season because I know that you're not a football fan, Anthony, but you know generally, right? You got a field goal that's worth three points. You got a touchdown that's worth seven points. Um, well, so typically maybe. when, when you see seven points, it's because you have a touchdown. Yeah. Iowa scored seven points in a quarter this year in a game in which there was no touchdown. They kicked a field goal and got two, <laughs> two safeties on defense. Each of those safeties is worth two points. Three plus two plus two yeah, yeah. is seven. So that <laughs> even, even if coined, that was right. It would be one plus two plus two plus one, not yes. two plus two plus two. So it coined the phrase, the Iowa touchdown, in which you get a touchdown without doing <laughs> offense, doing a touchdown. I like that. The amount of stress and struggle that is required to get a touchdown's worth of points that is like, well, if you just did offense, like you would have points is the thing. Yeah. yeah. So everyone was laughing at this game between Kentucky and Iowa coming up. Um, it was like, I think the, the betting total was like 30 points. That's the two combined teams. The, the, the casinos set it as 30 points total. Now for college football, that's literally not been heard of probably in like 70 years. Like there's some grainy <laughs> black and white footage somewhere in which the game was set at a below 30 total. And they're 
everyone online and on the show was making fun of Ryan saying, are you going to go to the game? And he just kept saying throughout the episode, I'm not going to the game. Like they would be talking <laughs> about something else. He goes, I, I'm not going. They're like, so where are your seats? He's, no, you don't understand. I'm not going to the game. I, you can't make me go to the game. <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm not going to do an episode on Morbius. I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> we can do it of which we have to remember the movie. If that's what you want to do, we can do a lost episode where we just like talk about our vague recollections of the movie. But to, I will give you my very brief thoughts now. So we don't have to do yeah. the episode. I expected it to be so insanely bad. Mm-hmm. And the problem was it wasn't. It was just so boring. It was. It was so fucking boring. That, it was really terrible. It was like... so. I don't understand how it could be that boring. I wanted it to be so bad that it was almost good. I wanted it to be insane. It wasn't. It was so boring. There's like this thing... It was white rice like, without salt. In some, in some like 80s and 90s movies before they figured out pacing in movies. And like luckily though, like those older movies, they do have, they, they have their good parts. Sometimes it takes a long time to get going or sometimes there's a drop off in the middle, whatever, right? And and you, you excuse that at this point. That's just like, that was kind of the age of like when like, I feel like this like more bombastic movie was like being developed and like they were trying to add story, but they didn't quite know how to marry it with all the action that they wanted to do and vice versa. So like you get like this weird, like you get these weird lulls or you get a really big build up in the beginning of like mediocre storytelling. And then some crazy thing happens and then it's fun and it's entertaining and it's worth watching again. Uh, I feel like Morbius just took, all of the negative parts of that old approach. <laughs> like it had the storytelling took forever. Uh it sucked. Like the storyline was not good. The characters were not compelling. Like and then along the whole ride, there was this level of like like 90s camp to parts of it, but like it wasn't didn't seem intentional. I don't know why it was in there. Like, it was very weird. And it was just like a it was basically like having, I have like a little ticker with me. Like, you know, when you click it and it counts up one of those little yeah. counter devices. And I just clicked it every time there was a, a movie cliche. <laughs> and well, the thing like, ran out of numbers. I think you're right about the, th- like the camp. It's not even that it's un- unintentional. It's like, it's like it, they could have had something even there, but they didn't always put it in the right spot. Like no. it didn't fit the scene. Like, cause I know some people could like, a good example I, I would think is some people complain about Batman forever. You and I have said over and over on this show, like, yeah, it's probably not a good movie, but we really enjoy it. Adore it's a it. Yeah. Super campy movie, mm-hmm. but it feels intentional. Whereas mm-hmm. it felt unintentional in Morbius. Right. And like, again, like this is a comic book movie. The CGI is bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's but, so bad. Like, it's bad in such a way that it just, like, takes you out of it entirely. It's like, oh, okay, like, this character, like, could have, like, cool powers that could be cool on screen, and it just wasn't. For, yeah. like, the vast majority. Yeah. Whenever, we're not, we're not doing more. We're not doing more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know what? I will say, uh, I enjoyed 
watching it because during it, I was just thinking of all of the things that I couldn't wait to talk to you about. Uh, yeah, then we didn't do it. We didn't we're not do going it, to. But <laughs> it was too. It was so stupid. It was such a bad movie. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where, like, you want to... It's even hard to explain. Like, you have to see it to understand how bad it is. Like, because we can't even do it justice in explanation. Like, it's just... It's terrible. Also, like, Jared Leto used to be a good actor. He was okay in this. He was fine. I think Jared Leto is a good actor who either has a really bad agent or just makes really poor choices. I think he's making poor choices, and I also think he doesn't have, probably at this point, anyone in his life who can, like, rein him in and be like, just do a little bit less of that. (laughs) Do less. Um, You're doing too much. Pop up. (laughs) You have Matt Smith, who is a really good actor, who literally... In between, I watch Morbius. Mm-hmm. In between watching multiple same. episodes of House of the Dragon, it's like same. these things came out in the same year. He's currently a good actor doing good acting, and you robbed him of that. Yeah, Jared Harris is a fantastic actor. <laughs> He's totally pointless in this movie. No, no, we're giving it too much. We're not. We're not we're doing. doing we're, we're not, not doing, doing Morbius. It. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode, okay. 202. So I went to Denver. Morbius is an onion. I went to Denver um, in October. Oh, yeah. Do you have, um, don't you have, like, whiskey for me? I... Oh, no. I will have whiskey for you. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just... I haven't taken delivery of the whiskey. Um, oh. We had, a, we had a, a mistimed situation where the whiskey traveled past where oh. I live. Ah. Oh. But it wasn't able to be delivered, and also I wasn't there to receive it, so like... Sure. We have the whiskey. Okay. It's in the state of New York, and I am in the state oh. of New York. All right. It's just several hours away from Sure. Up or down? Up. Up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't really go much further well, down. Well, you know, you could be several, several hours away down, depending on the day. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, anyway, went to Denver, was... At one point, like 11,000 feet, I was most of the time it was nine to 10,000 feet. Um, it's really high up, if you didn't know. Yeah. It's, um, it was pretty beautiful. Cool. Which, you know, is like kind of one of those things that, you know, you expect. Sure. And, you know, but it's you cool always hear it. It's, you always yeah. hear it. I saw Buffalo. Huh. Um, Great white Buffalo. Yeah. No, not white, but. Um, <laughs> are, wait, are you familiar with that line? That sounds vaguely familiar. But... Hot tub time machine? The girl that got away uh, is the great white buffalo. <laughs> I saw it once. Not a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, got to do some cool stuff up there. Got to eat some some delicious foods. Got to drink a bunch of delicious beers. Is Been there a particular bunch- food they're known for? No, I'm just like everything I have. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, weirdly, uh, that for that area, I guess like uh, Mexican food slash like Tex-Mex type of food. Is sure. Good. Um, so I had some of that. That was pretty good. I'll but, always have that. I'll have that every day. Yeah. No, but it? like I got to visit a bunch of breweries and a distillery, um, namely Breckenridge, which we've talked about a bunch of times on the show. Uh, it was a whiskey live event that me and Anthony and Jay, oh, friend of the pod, Jay went to. So um, good. We got way too drunk. Drank way too the most. I, I've, I had more whiskey that night than I have in the rest of my life combined. Wow. Like as far as like. 
discrete different types of whiskey? Or? I know, just like, I feel like volume. By volume? Like, <laughs> that's definitely not true for me. No, no, it's not true. I've had, you know, I've polished off a few bottles. But Breckenridge was a really cool uh, brew, uh, distillery that we tried there. They had like six or seven whiskeys there. They had an actual rep there. Nice. Um, oh, we, you mean no, Whiskey what, 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 yeah, our, yeah. yeah, Whiskey Live, for anyone who has never heard before. Um, so that's our, hit, that's our hidden gem. You yeah. get that to yourself. Me and Anthony and Jay loved the, our time talking to, um, I forgot her name, but she was cool and the whiskey was delicious. And So I went up to visit my friends in, um, actually I forget the name of the town they live in, but they're like, oh, these are a couple of the towns that are in the area. Like they weren't super far from Vail. Um, the, you know, so it's obviously big, like skiing and all that. Sure. Like, oh, these are some of the towns in the area. Like, there's good just like breweries in that one. Like, there's like a cool like like a uh, downtown Main Street type of place in that one. Like, blah blah blah. They're like, we got Breckenridge is a little farther away. I said, okay, so one of the days we're going to Breckenridge because a the brewery is great and all, but b I have a pilgrimage to complete. One I didn't know I was gonna have an opportunity <laughs> pilgrimage to do. I sent. I didn't tell Anthony and Jay that I was going. I got to the building took a picture from outside and said pilgrimage completed, sent it to them. I bought entirely too much whiskey, much like we're not doing more Morbius. I'm not going to tell you how much money I spent. Um, many bottles came home with me is all I'll say. Amazing. I tried. Every... Well, or did they come home with you though? It sounded like they came home with they you. They came home adjacent to me. Okay. Um, uh, You're running I... some sort of bootleg operation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I couldn't put them on the plane. Like I checked the bag. Oh right, right. And I wasn't paying to fucking. I wasn't paying to like ship them or like whatever. So sure, someone eventually had to drive back east, so they drove back that person. Gotcha. Um, Anyway, cool. Yeah, I got to try every single whiskey. It was like a free. No, sorry, I think I paid ten bucks. I forget what it was. Um, to try all their whiskeys. It was so nice at that altitude. Do you have a number? Dangerous metal whiskeys. Um. And uh, I uh, had such a good time chatting with the uh, rep that I got uh, the friends and family discount. So amazing! Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. The uh, do you know how many you actually tried? Is there a number? Ooh, probably about ten. Okay, least. nice. Um, we had like five at the whiskey tasting, right? Or four? Uh, yeah, they had like five or six from there. Um, so all of the ones I, I think all the ones that we had no, so there was more than ten then probably. All the ones that we had, I had there. Um, and that's how I was like, okay, like I remembered the two, I remember there was the three special ones that they did and you, me and Jay each liked a different one the most. Yes. Um, and I'm pretty sure the one I liked the most was the Sherry cask one. Yep. That sounds familiar. And then the ones that you and Jay liked, one of them was in a port cask and one of them was in another one. I don't remember what it was now. Okay. Um, I don't remember which one I liked. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one. I remember the two that they were that you guys yeah. liked. I just didn't remember which of you liked the one better than the other. Sure. But in addition to like those ones, because there was like a high rye one or something like that. There was like the regular one. There was like a higher strength one. Is your eye okay? There's something in it, so I'm just gonna keep trying to get it out okay. while you talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> then they had like a whole bunch of new ones that they didn't have whenever we went like five years ago. Yeah. Um, so they had like. So at in, at some point in that time, they became the official whiskey of the Denver Broncos. Oh, okay. And so they had like three or four different whiskeys that were like Broncos sponsored that like different former Broncos players would like come and like make their own whiskey, which is to say like, 
Oh. Choose like the blending of a couple of yeah. different whiskeys to like. So I, I think I bought a couple of those. I tried all of them. And they had a couple of other like the ones on like the special menu that like you were supposed to pay more for, which I also didn't pay more for that. Nice. Um, it was just, there was one bottle that I was like, this is so fucking good. I saw the price tag and I was like, don't care. We're in for a penny. We're in for a pound. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, that was really, really cool. Um, getting to drive around and see some of the cool stuff. Spent a little time in Denver um, itself. Uh, went to see the Jets Broncos game while we were there. Um, so the whole reason I went on that trip when I went was my cousin Mike. Hey, Mike. And uh, his brother, hey, Dennis. Mike. And um, my uncle Rocky, their their dad, were planning to go because my uncle and my cousin Dennis are Jets fans. Mike is a Broncos fan. It's like, well, they're going to play. They none of them had ever been to Denver, so it's like, oh, yeah. my friends just moved there. I might go that weekend too. Maybe we'll meet up at the game. Well, not only did we meet up at the game, but by pure happenstance, the time we spent in Denver, we were in the same hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, we, you know, we we met up for brunch. We went to the game together. Uh, came back from the game together. Had dinner. You know, they they left like stupid early the next morning. I left at a more normal time that morning. So <laughs> uh, that was cool not stupid early. Actually, funny yeah. enough, I was in a new liquor store that opened up nearby, and they had they had some of the Breckenridge whiskey. There's a, a the 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 good liquor store near me has had. Like the main one for a long time. They also at one point had, I think it was the Caribbean cask. It's like in like Caribbean rum cask. Yeah. I just saw the other day when I was there a different one. It's another, was another one that wasn't there for the tasting because the Caribbean cask, I don't think was one when we were there for the tasting either. Um, I don't remember which one it was, but it's one of the ones that I had. I think I bought one of those bottles. So, but. Yeah, no, it's just a, it's a real cool place. They were really, really cool there. Um, and I love their whiskey, so, you know. So, Denver, would you go again? Um, I, well, I'll say it this way. I pr- probably not in the sense that, like, I just want to try and visit somewhere else. But, sure. like, as far as, like, a recommendation, I really thought it was cool. It was, like, a, it was a, it was a cool city. It was a little bit odd in the sense of the layout of the city. I was, I was surprised. Like, everything was pretty nice. Like, I went to eat in a few different places, and everything I had was really good. Um, but I had trouble identifying, like, a downtown area in the okay. sense of, like, we went to the game Sunday, obviously. I flew there early Thursday. So I had most of Thursday, all of Friday, all of Saturday. Sunday was obviously mostly chewed up by the game. Left Monday. So Thursday, I like I said, I got there like on the earlier side, so like I had brunch, and then we went back up, and then you know we came back Saturday because it was supposed to snow overnight up in the mountains. We didn't want to get trapped coming in for the game Sunday, mm. so we decided to come in for the hotel Saturday night. So I got into Denver proper at like eight o'clock Saturday night, and got checked in the hotel. I was trying to figure out food. We found a place like five blocks from the hotel that looked decent, like Mexican food. Yeah. Went over there. There was like no one out drinking. It was across the street from like a huh. pretty solid, like looking like sports bar type of place. There was basically no one dead. in there. It was Weird. like nine o'clock at that point. Um, and like driving around, I never like noticed an area where it's like 
oh, down there, like that's where everything. That's happened. where everything you know? is. Yeah. It's so I like, but also I mean I, I didn't evaluate every square inch of the city, but like, sure. it just seemed a little odd. I, I don't know. Well, you know what's funny to me is that sounds extremely appealing. No, it's, it wasn't a problem. <laughs> I just found it curious. Like you know, I, I'm not really at that point in my life where like I want to go out like bar hopping in a city no. per se. I'm all about the Eighth Street Tavern. Sure, um, which was kind of <laughs> sort of ultimately what that place was like because I went there yeah. for dinner the next night after the game with nice. uh, like my uncle and cousins. So, like that was cool. You but, found uh, your spot. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, and like they had like so many beers there, so like that was good. Um, and everything I drank was delicious there, nice. whether it be beer or whiskey. Because um, like when we were in Breckenridge before we went to the distillery, we went to Breckenridge Brewery, had a bunch of beers there. There's another place right around the corner, had a couple of beers there. Everything was fantastic. So no, I, was, I had a Was there time. a particular brewery highlight that was like the best you had while you were there? Uh, there was one that was actually kind of sort of similar to this one. Not quite as sweet, a little more sour, but there was, I think it was a cranberry or raspberry or something like that sour that was really good that I had. Not Breckenridge, it was the other one. I don't remember what that place was called now. It was like a little kind of brew pub place. Nice. But uh, yeah, no, I, I had a great time. I would definitely recommend but uh, no, like it got it spurred me to to think like, oh, this might be something that would be cool to do once a year, like go for a long weekend, try and catch a game, see sure. a different city or whatever around the country. Just because, like, I've been to a good handful of places around the country, but it's a big country. There's a lot of places yeah. I haven't been. So that's a place to go. I probably wouldn't go back, but just because I would want to go somewhere I haven't gone right. yet. Right, right. You, if you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else, right? Yes. Very cool. That's awesome. I would like to check it out at some point. Uh, maybe that'll be how you get back there. <laughs> uh, so we've done a lot of consuming over the over our hiatus. Uh, the Flux of the Six is known for some pretty spectacular hiatus. I mean, I think everyone is willing to give us grace, or at least I hope so, for like the birth of your child. Sure. Like that was like one that we planned. Yep. We, we informed everyone was going to happen. Yeah. It happened, and then we came back, and everything was business as usual, more or less. Yeah. I feel like many times around the holidays, we've ended up. There's generally a holiday. Off. It's like a winter break, <laughs> but like it tends to not really be like the holidays. It's usually like it starts like right before Christmas. Yep, and then goes till like the end of January. Yeah, <laughs> so this will be the first time that we wiped out December, taking off the year, and we're back for the first week of January. First week, of, so we are as of as of the time of this recording. It, it remains to be seen uh, uh, when it actually goes out, but as of the time of this recording, we are primed for fifty-two episodes this year. It'll be the first year. It'll be the first year. <laughs> <laughs> the sixth stage is going to be a golden one. Well, right before we got started actually recording, Anthony was like, how long have we been doing this for? And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's been six years. I'm pretty sure <laughs> we started in February of 2017. Amazing. I said, don't look into the fact that we only have four years worth of episodes <laughs> for the six years of recording, which to be fair, we took off like three or four months for your for Elio's yeah. birth and we just now took off like three months so there's six months of the six years that are missing so <laughs> it's like a snap some of the episodes were lost in the snap yeah but before we get into all the stuff that we've been consuming i want to i want to get us ready for this year this is going to take up our news on nuggets i'm just going to go through this list that i have 
pulled up the most anticipated movies coming in 2023 per variety. This is just their list. It's nice. It's a 40, it's a 40 movie list. There's a little bit of a synopsis under each one. I'm not going to read all of them unless you're interested in any along the way. We can stop. But what we're going to do is as we go through, we're going to put the next movie above or below the previous one. Like we're going to like pick whichever one we're most anticipating as we go through the list and keep replacing it. Okay, that, that makes more sense because okay. at first I was like, fuck, I'm going to keep all of this in line. No, 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 not all of it. Just like, do I like this more or less than the one that I currently have as my okay. number one? Okay, so uh, this is your news and nuggets segment. So the first we've got on our list, actually, oh, are these in release order? They are in release order. Very nice. January 6th, we have Megan. I don't, I don't know what that is. Named after a killer robot child that is already taking the internet by storm. Oh, wait, no, I did see a commercial for the sale of the day. Okay. Uh, so as of right now, Megan is your most anticipated movie of the year. Understand the game? Don't put that on me. It's on your list. <laughs> as, of, <laughs> as of 9.50 p.m. Eastern... Wednesday, January 4th, Megan is Al's most anticipated movie of oh. the year. And, you know, you're not going to have to wait long because it comes out Friday. I can barely contain myself. All right. 80 for Brady. Uh, I got to be honest, despite how much I loathe the Patriots and Tom Brady, if you've seen the trailer for this, I there's kind of 1% of me that's kind of looking forward to this movie. So this okay. definitely passes Megan for sure. I, I will also put this above. It's a bunch of old women who are like lusting after Tom Brady. I mean, Lily Tomlin's great, right? And she's in this, so I'm all about it. Uh, Knock at the Cabin, number three, coming out on February 3rd. I'm going to put that behind. Uh, it is director M. Night Shyamalan. I'm going to put it at the bottom of the list. Magic Mike's Last Dance. Well, I never saw the first two, so also behind Brady. Okay. I think I might put this one above. Okay. I haven't seen any of them. I just like Jack Tatum. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but that's okay because it's going to be short-lived because number five coming in hot is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, February 17th. First place for sure. Currently first place. And I, I agree. I have, first movie of the year that I'm very, very excited for. I f- Wait, sorry. When did that come out? I forgot. It is February right. 17th. Yeah. I, I did see the... Well, I had seen the trailer when it came out. There's a new... <laughs> trailer coming out next Monday, because I think it's going to debut, like, halftime of the college football championship final. Oh, cool. For Quantumania? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Alright, so currently, number one anticipated movie of 2023 is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Not to be outdone, February 24th is the release of Cocaine Bear. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's a tough call. Cocaine Bear? Ant-Man, Quantumania, I'm almost equally excited for those two. We didn't get to talk about it on the show, right? The cocaine bear phenomenon happened between our last recording and this. It did. Yeah, I know it, I sent it, it you. Was in, it, it was in my notes, for sure. I, I know I sent it to you in the trailer. I am legitimately excited for what will surely be a terrible, stupid, hilarious movie. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, for those of you not familiar, the title speaks for itself in Dong. Elizabeth Banks' latest director. <laughs> the hourly dong <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> well done all right <laughs> listen man we came back fresh and ready to go with a new year i, I have to keep it. it fresh for you 
Elizabeth Banks' latest directorial effort, which is a dark and comedic spin on a true story about a black bear that ate a duffel bag of cocaine in the 1980s. Uh, wonderful premise. I need no more information. So the real story is crazy. The movie will not be reflective of what happened in real life. You could make a legitimately good movie about what happened in real life, and you could also make this. Okay. I think either way is valid. Uh, March 3rd, we have Creed 3. I don't remember. Did you see the second one? No. Did we do I the second one? We didn't do either, because I haven't seen either oh, of okay. them still. I, I would like to get around to them. I just haven't. Oh, good good, good movies. I'll, I will absolutely watch that. Uh, but still, Quantumania is still on the top of the list. Scream 6, March 10th. I thought the last one was 6. It was definitely the sixth one. Wait. <laughs> I'm so confused. Paramount Pictures Scream 6 sees franchise veteran Courtney Cox rejoin. Scream 5 star Jenna. Oh, that was five. Jenna no. Ortega. Really? Melissa Bur- Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it wasn't like The Scream or something? It was called Scream, but it was the fifth one. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. The- I thought there was a Scream 5, and that yeah. was just called Scream and was the sixth. Okay. I don't know. All right. I really Quantumania hope that is still above that. I really hope that with all the technical difficulties that that dong came pretty close to the one hour mark because That's I tried. Funny. There's no way to know. No, we'll, no we'll figure it out in post. Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Just, why is that? I mean, I no, nothing against uh, Zachary Levi? Levi? How do you say his name? Levi? I think it's Levi, but I'm not 100% Levi? sure. Uh, nothing against him, and I liked the first one mm-hmm. just fine, but the universe that it's in is dumb. Sure, but I, I won't mind seeing this one because I liked the first one. It was fun. I will watch that. Uh, did you watch... You know what? We'll get to that later. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4. This is, a t- this is the first real contender for me. Oh, I forgot that's coming out this year. Yeah. Mm. I still think Quantumania is on my Yeah, top. I think so too. But this is a close second. Yeah. Uh, because the John Wick movies <clears throat> are just fantastic. The origin of Movie Night with Myself, I mean. <laughs> Just wonderful. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. They're making a movie? Yeah, it looks real bad, but I'm all in. <laughs> I'll watch it. You know what? It's got Chris Pine in it. And I gotta be honest with you, I don't like him. Not even in Horrible Bosses too. He's fine. Like, he's fine. I just... He's just kind of blah to me. He's got like a... He's got like a... What's his face? A Kevin Costner or a Dennis Quaid, like, I kind of want to go to sleep watching you. Like, it's just too much. Like, it just bores me. His face bores me. Now, did you pick Kevin Costner and Dennis Quaid because in the same year, one was in Tombstone, the other one was in Wyatt Earp, or? It's a very, those, they're the actor equivalent. Oh, no, not Kevin Costner. Damn it. Kurt Russell. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) They're the the actor equivalent of uh, Dante's Inferno. Nope. Dante's Peak. I didn't. Oh, oh man, can we make a crossover <laughs> movie called Dante's Inferno? Please. Wait, Dante, there is a Dante's Inferno. It was Dante's colon Inferno. <laughs> no, sorry. Dante <laughs> apostrophe S Inferno from like the 1300s or no, whatever. No, I, I know, I know. I'm saying I would like a crossover movie event. <laughs> that is, it, it brings back Tommy Lee Jones, it brings back Pierce Brosnan, and they fight a volcano. <laughs> I'd watch it. It'd be better than Morbius. But also, fine. But they have to speak in Latin. Uh, sure. <laughs> How do you... Chevalier? Cavalier? Chevalier? C-H-E-V-A-L-I-E-R. 
Chevalier. Sure. French Caribbean veal. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. French Canadian what? Violinist. <laughs> Violinist. Uh, I, I, I put the pronunciation on all the wrong parts, but... Um, you, put I, the, you put your I emphasis in the wrong syllables? That's right. Syllables. <laughs> uh, still Quantum Mania. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. I want to see that, but still... Doesn't. Very much want to see it. Although, not... I am pretty excited... For Halloween, Dominic and his girlfriend were uh, Mario and Luigi. And I believe Dominic is planning to wear his Mario costume to the... Wonderful. Wonderful. I very much want to dress my son up as Toad because he makes noises that sound like Toad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Renfield. Nicolas Cage transforms into Dracula for this horror comedy. Oh, I forgot that that was something he was doing. I'd watch that. Yeah. Okay. So another real contender, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Ooh, I'm gonna say more probably passes Ant. Passes Ant Man. I would say, without having seen any details about either movie, I would say yes because I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. But mm-hmm. that Ant Man trailer has really got me excited. The Guardians trailer is good too. It is. But yeah, I, I do think they really crushed the Ant Man trailer. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. All right, are you? Is it surpassing for you? Yeah, no, I'm gonna go Guardians. Your Guardians. I'm gonna stick with Ant Man for now. Uh, Book Club Two, the next chapter. Oh my Mm. goodness. Uh, Book Club Best Friend. I guess it's just a you know, it's just a sequel to a movie that I've never seen. Fast. Oh boy. Ten. Fast X. Are they gonna call it Fast X? Ten Furious. It's an X. It's actually the Roman numeral 10. What are they going to do? You think they're calling it Fast 10 or are they going to call it Fast X? Why didn't they go with Fast and the Furyx? (laughs) (laughs) I'm still still annoyed that there were no Nazis in the ninth one and it wasn't Fast 9 Furious. Fast 9 Furious. (laughs) Um, Definitely not surpassing. (laughs) I still still never saw F9. Oh, wow. That's a shame. Uh, we'll sure. get to that eventually. The Little Mermaid. That looks pretty good. I've just seen that one trailer with her singing. She's got a great voice. Voice is fantastic. <laughs> uh, ooh, another real contender. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse 2. Ooh. No. Across the Spider-Verse is the name of it. Into yeah. the Spider-Verse was the first one. Correct. Okay. Uh, June 2nd. That is, that's good. Uh, I'm definitely excited for that one. Very excited. I'm, for me, though, it's still Ant-Man, Guardians, then this, I think. Yeah, I, I still am going to put this behind Guardians, but it's, it's pretty close. Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. I haven't seen the last, like, five of them. So. Uh, yeah, same. Elemental? That's a Pixar movie, right? Yeah, set in a world where being made of the four elements, water, fire, and earth, and air coexist. Pixar's upcoming 27th film follows unlikely duo Ember and Wade who, despite their fundamental differences, discover that they have a lot of similarities. The animated feature is directed by Peter Sohn, who helmed Pixar's The Good Dinosaur. I don't, I don't care. I'll, it's Pixar. I'll watch it. I'm in. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do a good job with it. I have not watched many of them the last few years. No Hard Feelings. Do you know what that is? No, no. I don't. Neither do I. It's a picture of Jennifer Lawrence's face, and it's definitely not from the... Uh, <laughs> the, the Flash... There's no way that's coming out next year, is it? Right? After lots of behind-the-scenes legal drama, Ezra Miller will get a standalone movie as the Scarlet Speedster in director Andy Muschietti's Flash. Who calls him that? 
No, it's it's a thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a thing. Listen, there's two things I know. Uh-huh. No one no one calls him that. <laughs> and we're not doing Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely call him the Scarlet Speeds. Too. Okay, if you say so. Um Listen, I'm on the eighth season of The Flash. They call him the Scarlet Speedster <laughs> occasionally. Mm. Occasionally. <laughs> the film also sees the return of Ben Affleck as Batman, as well as Michael Keaton back in the Cape and Cowl. Sorry, you had to take a break before to get something out of your eye. I have to take a break to get my eyes out of the back of my head because they're lodged back in. <laughs> They've rolled <laughs> so hard. <laughs> All right. Number 24, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's got to be better than Crystal Skull, right? I would assume so. Like, just with everyone who's involved with it. The thing is, I feel bad bashing Crystal Skull because I really don't remember it. So the problem is, I've seen it like 15 times, and I... It's like... It's just there? It's like what I said for the longest time about Ghost Protocol. Mm -hmm. I I still don't really know what the movie's about. Like, I... Like, I know what it's about, more or less, but, like... It's what you do when there's a ghost. There's a fundamental disconnect at some point of the plot that doesn't allow me to be able to effectively communicate what the plot is. Gotcha. And those two movies... Is that why I don't remember the movie? That's why I feel like I haven't even seen it. Yes. I know I've seen it. So, spoiler alert for that not very good movie from 15 years ago. 15? 14, whatever. Um... The I wasn't correcting you. I was just surprised. Oh, okay. No, yeah, it came out like 2007 or 8. Whatever. Who cares? Wow. Oh, um, God. That sounds like a distant memory. Yeah, you don't remember. Echo in the Force. <laughs> 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 Interdimensional beings. Yep. But like, how and why they decided to go looking for them, and what exactly specifically they have to do to find them, I don't really remember... I've seen the movie so many times, and I still can't, like, tell it to you in a way. Like, I know it, but I don't really have a good way to put it in words because it, like, doesn't really make sense. Like, you know those things in South America where, like, they're, like, crop circles, but, like, much bigger that you can see from up above? And, Mm -hmm. like, they don't know if it was aliens or just, like, Inca warriors from, like, a thousand years ago or whatever? That had something to do with it. And, like, someone went to and from and to and from... Like, more than one trip back and forth to some ancient Machu Picchu-esque city or something like that. Why they took four trips there I instead of two? Or whatever it was? Like, I cannot possibly describe to you. All right. I, I have to rewatch the movie. You See, the thing is, you don't. Like, you're going no, I'm, to. I'm going to rewatch it, and then I'll explain. I'll explain to you what I've come away with. I don't believe you. I, it's gonna, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be nothing. I'll believe you'll watch it. Yeah. I believe you're going to come out to me and say, okay, yeah, no, like, it... Like, there's a plot. And, like, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Like, intrinsically, more or less, like, in my brain. Like, but, like, it's... There's so much time spent on something that ultimately <laughs> boils down to, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie and the final 30 minutes of the movie. Right. And the hour and a half that happens between those things are just nothing. Like, it Fear doesn't matter. It's fundamentally... It's what's broken. going on in Harrison Ford's head. <laughs> um, crystals. <laughs> Uh, next on the list, uh, interesting that you said Ghost Protocol. Wait, sorry, I didn't give you my answer on this one though. There, there's enough people working on it that like I maybe possibly legitimately like might be more interested in this than Guardians. Okay, I can see that. 
I actually, I am just because like I, I have like a little bit of an itch for the Indiana Jones series right now. Like I, cause I had rewatched the last crusade not that long ago. And like, I could go for another romp. With the James, cat, with James the Mangold has been fighting to make this movie for like five years. So yeah, like, you gotta assume the passion behind it is. If he's it. that passionate about making this fucking movie, that like a pandemic couldn't derail him, and yeah, like, this wasn't Disney kicking and dragging him kicking and screaming. It was the other right. way around. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, that would speak to like, there's got to be something there. Like, it should be pretty good. Maybe it won't be as good as the original three, but it's like it's got to be better than Crystal Skull. Yeah. Like I just I. Uh, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I don't know. Like there seems to be a spark of like giving a shit I'm, about it in a way that interested. like, like it should be pretty good. I hope. Yeah. And that's uh, what was the date on that one? That was June 30th on July 14th. We have mission impossible dead reckoning part one. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely down to see that one. Uh, I'm oh, they're doing two parts to this one. Yes. This they, is my, this is my brood with heart uh, form of movie. time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm down to see it. It's not, it's not, uh, oh, it's not going past Ant-Man and the Wasp right now. Not for me. Barbie. Also really want to see it. I don't know. Have you seen anything about this? I've seen like, ridiculous. I, I, I don't, has there been a trailer? Cause if there is, the, I haven't the, seen it. I, I saw a teaser. I don't know if there has been a, like a longer trailer, but I've seen like still shots from it. Yeah. Ryan Gosling looks ridiculous. I, that's really why I want to see it. It just looks so absurd. Uh, next, a uh, very real contender for me is Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah, definitely. That let's actually... Put that, let's put that number one for it. I was going to say, that's, I'm going to move that up. That's definitely. that's number one. I don't know if there was a... I, that's another one that I saw yeah, a like trailer a for recently, for and I was like, oh, boy, look at you with lines in a movie. I was like, you're talking. Um, Gillian Murphy. Oh, okay. But, uh, but that... This looks... It looks very interesting. Yeah. And... Just God, I love his. I love Nolan's movies so much. Yes. So, oh no, oh no. I mean, he I accidentally clicked on something. Why? Wait, wait. There we're, we're back. I mean, he literally doesn't miss. So no, like. he does. Uh, his like his miss is an eight out of ten. Like yeah. I feel like that's well, okay. I insomnia. I didn't really care for. I never saw that one. Honestly, it's not great. But was that one like the full blown Nolan? Experience? It's I don't. It's an older one. No, I know, but like, like he wrote and directed all the other ones. Did he write and direct that one? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't think he wrote it because I think it's a story that he liked. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that was. Oh, but like, screen. I know, I know some people like this one though, right? Because I know people have raved about Pacino and Robin Williams in this. The performances are really good. It was actually the story that I was just like, it, it was, I feel like it was very like, I feel like it was trying to be more mysterious than it was. Oh, this was a remake of, I think well, it must have been a foreign. That's movie. what it is. Yes, it's a remake. Sorry, you were right. It was a foreign movie because I'm looking mm-hmm. down at the writing credits and it's. Maybe that's why. Um, there's two Eastern European names that I can't pronounce. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number 28, we have The Marvels. July 28th. That's that's exciting. Yeah, I still... Oh, that's the sequel to Captain Marvel? That's right. Right? Yeah. The sequel to Marvel's 2019 origin story for Captain uh, Yeah, I mean, I definitely I definitely want to see it, but... Yeah, yeah no, for sure. It'll, it'll fall behind uh, those other ones we've talked about, so... Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Haunted Mansion? No, no interest. Don't care. No, really? I don't know. Uh, uh, the first one didn't do anything for me. I'm fun. I always find those kinds of movies fun. Uh, so I, I'd watch it, but it's not like it's gonna get ahead on this list. 
Challengers. I don't know what that is. A romantic drama that explores the dynamics of a relationship between two pro tennis players, both on and off the court. Okay. Sure. Blue Beetle. I know nothing about Blue Beetle. Blue, Blue Beetle. <sighs> Some DC thing, isn't it? Probably. Yep. Jamie Ray is in DC's first superhero movie led by a Latino character. When a mysterious scarab binds to Reyes' spine, he gains superpowers and a suit of blue alien armor. Pass. Uh, I'll watch it. I'll just. So this I, is. I'll. It's still DC then. It's and is this? So this is still more or less with like Snyder in charge, right? Like I guess. Pre gun and that other guy's name. I guess so. Seems seems that way. Didn't say anything about that. So, uh, a haunting in Venice. I don't know if that is. That is the next Kenneth Branagh Hercule Poirot movie. Oh, there's already another one coming out? Yeah, September 15th. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah. I love that. I don't know if you, have you've seen or aware of the phenomenon. I don't remember if I mentioned it in the past, but um, like we both really liked Murder on the Orient Express, right? And yep. I think we both liked Death on the Nile well enough. Yeah. Um, there is this weird cult like joke around and enough champagne <laughs> to fill the Nile. <laughs> like there's just been a running joke about that online since that movie came out. Mm. Um, and um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they really make use of it well on Cinephobe whenever anyone says or alludes to champagne, they'll drop that in there. Amazing. And everyone like, written whether it's verbalized or written it's like she doesn't call it champagne it's like champagne (laughs) (laughs) and so hearing everyone's take on that is hysterical to me uh honestly it never gets old (laughs) nice but all always down always down for that all right uh, next do we, we get a cast for that yet now i feel like i gotta look up that cast they've only uh, been... let's see kenneth around his third movie in the hercule perot who done it films the supernatural thriller follows a new mystery inspired by agatha christie's halloween halloween there's an apostrophe between the two e's i feel like like it was a big deal when they cast the first two movies i didn't even know they were making this one ensemble includes tina fey jamie dornan michelle yo kyle allen Camille Cotton, Jude Hill, Ali Khan, Emma Laird, Kelly Riley, and Ricardo Scaramarico. Scamarcio? <laughs> Scamarico. This. No. Don't even tell me that that's how you say it. Scamarcio? If. Then it must be spelled wrong. S C A M A R C I O. Yeah, mine says I C O. That's why I thought you were English languaging me. No. Where we just do whatever the hell we want. Unless I just right now develop dyslexia. Next goal wins. Taika Waititi sports comedy drama stars Michael Fassbender as an unorthodox soccer coach Thomas Rongen, Rongen based on director Mike Brett and Steve Jamison's 2014 documentary of the same name. If Taika Waititi's involved... Yeah, sure, I guess. I'm in. Whatever. Uh, Craven the Hunter. <sighs> They're doing a movie about that? Oh my god, this is another Sony thing. Oh, this does sound familiar. Who's playing Aaron? I forget. Aaron Taylor Johnson. How many times can you be in these universes? I I feel like they're <laughs> I feel like they're doing a thing. Right. 
I feel like they're doing a thing at this point. Are they going to revive the Netflix Marvel thing just to get him a show? That's another new thing. Oh my god! Who knows? Probably <laughs> that. I I have no interest. I'll watch it when it's available at some point on something that streams. The Exorcist. What? Okay. Prepare for more spine-tingling and faith-shaking horror as a new Exorcist movie haunts theaters in October. Pass. Reprises her role from the 1973 original. Huh. It's like a legit sequel. Oh, it's one of those... Is the first one called Exorcist or The Exorcist? I think The Exorcist. Okay, so this is just... What? To have to join cast as does fictional demon from previous Exorcist movies. Whatever. It's called The Exorcist again. So whatever. I hate that whole... They, sh- they should have just called it The Exorcist again. They should have. Dune Part 2. See, this is this is how you do movie titles. This is the second one. That's all I need to know. <laughs> um, This one is going to be a titanic fight between Oppenheimer and this. Yeah. I... I'm really excited for Oppenheimer, but yeah. this this one might take it. Okay, are you gonna are you gonna put it down? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay, do so Dune Part Two for you, Oppenheimer for me. I uh, the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. What? I did hear something about that some time ago. I forgot about it. All right, Wish. New animated film focuses on the power of wishes. Oh, is this about the star? I think this is about the Disney star. Oh yeah, if you wish upon a star. Yeah. Wonka. Again? Timothy Chalamet stars as the oh, eccentric... I, I didn't know that. Chocolate here. <laughs> it's chocolate. You're not freaking French. <laughs> oh, gosh. An Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. I mean, I'll see it, because the first That's, one was so the first one was crazy, fun. but like... Yeah. But, uh, again, what are they doing, though, with this universe? I think at this point, they're just putting out stuff to me it's just like we made the movies like we can only shelve so many of these projects before like the government comes and hauls us all out and throws us in prison so like we'll shelve a couple of them for tax write-offs but we'll put out some of the other ones fair um yeah i don't know i i know we were talking about it before actually i don't remember how that conversation resolved i don't know if that was one of the technical issues we had or if (laughs) i'm just misremembering that but i think i thought 2020 was going to really be the worst of it for movies yep but so many projects got delayed so long. It ended up affecting 2021 just as much, if not more, it feels like. Uh-huh. Because I was looking back at it a few weeks ago, and there was not really very many big movies that came out this year. No. Like, I'm not talking about good movies. Like, movies that anyone anyone gave a shit about, even if I didn't. Um, yeah. And, and it was reflected both in the box office type of movies. Like, we're really talking about two really big movies that came out this year. It's Top Gun Maverick and it's Avatar. Like there's not really anything else. Like I guess Wakanda I, Forever, I like, but like What'd you say? It was the last one? I said I guess Wakanda Forever. Yeah, and the Batman was pretty solid as well. Like Okay, but, yeah. But that, they sorry, are like, that's so far ago I actually forgot about that one. So okay. But even still like that's a pretty light right. slate overall. And then when you look at the Oscar movies, I still don't know what any of them are I don't want to say any of them, but like I, I feel like even if I haven't seen them at this point of the year, yeah, I know everything that's even though they haven't put the nominations out yet. Like I feel like at this point, I know oh, like that movie, that movie, like these seven or eight movies are going to be the ones that like everyone's going to be talking about. Those are the ones I'm going to try and watch. Like that's the big yeah. number. I don't even know what those movies are. Yeah, it's uh, 
Well, we did talk about this, though. We said that it would be like the actual problem would be further out. Yeah, I guess so. And and but I mean, this seems like a pretty decent correction, though. I mean, yeah, these, I, are, these are 40 I, movies that Variety listed. Like, there's going to be a lot more movies that come out. Like, and these of them, there was there were many that I'm very excited to watch. Well, for one thing, like none of the Oscar bait was on that list. Like, this is right. mostly a box office type of look. exactly. So that's um, that's that's exciting. And there's a bunch of heavy hitters in there, you know. Yep. The, this is a legitimate follow-up to two pretty dead years. Yeah. Um this this is a well, we sorry, call three, those the three dead years, I guess. Yeah. Um and that's I think that's what's crazy, right? It's 2020, it's understandable. 2021, okay. The fact that we went through all of 2022 and still was pretty light. Yeah. This is the year that begins to make things right to quote Pope Amarin. No, sorry, not Poe Dameron. Lor Santeca, whatever the fuck, the useless ass character that Max. Why did they cast Max von Sydow to be on screen? Yeah, for I, I don't seconds? know. I don't know. Um, anyway, um, this is this is the the year that things hopefully maybe course correct in a way like it, it'll probably never be the same as it right. used to be. But we can get back to what the modern day version of the cinema can look. like. Well, yeah, because the way that I see it right now is that like I'm seeing like oh. I think every time a movie ends that I'm excited to see, there is something else for me to look forward to that is on the horizon. Yeah. Right. Which is really nice. I really like that. I love the movies. I like to know what the next big thing that I'm looking forward to is. And like, I haven't really had one for a while. Yeah. Most of this year, it's like, oh, that was great. I don't know when I'll be back to the theater. Right. Yeah. And like, I, I, well, I think the hard thing for me was like, when I saw the Batman, I was very excited. I feel like the next time I was like, well, I guess I'll wait till November now for Black Panther? Like, I don't... Like, what, 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 what's in between? So, um, which was, I mean, great, but it's still... Not having anything in between there to really be excited about was kind of a bummer. Well, it was Top Gun Maverick, and I wasn't... No, I didn't get to see it, though. I wasn't excited to go oh, see Oh, sorry. It, like, Love and Thunder. I take that back. I really... I, I enjoyed going to see that, but it was not as good as... No. Uh, what was the preview? Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, I guess Multiverse of Madness came out, too. And I actually like that. Oh yeah, forgot about that. I, I might okay, like that the there's most been some movies, them. but I, I I think I liked it the most of the three Marvel movies that came out, and like yeah, I forgot about it until just now. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like it was the it it, it was the top tier of a of a like a set of movies that really weren't that golden to begin with. So it's like, but I don't know. Uh, so the other thing was like I wasn't like stoked to go see Top Gun. And then, like, mm. everyone talked about it so much, and I hadn't been to the movies. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll go see it. And then I ended up really enjoying it. And it was one of those movies that really lives up to the, like, you have to see it in the theater type. Mm. Um, and for that matter, Avatar is that way, too. Yeah. I definitely... I. I didn't get to see Maverick in theaters, but I think I still have a chance to see Avatar. So, oh, it'll be in there for a while. They want to try and rack up as much box office. Yeah, of as course. They can for that, so cool. Well, that's our look forward at the movies coming out in 2023, as per Variety. Uh, shall we go into consumption? Sure. Well, before we do, is there yeah. anything else that we want to tackle for what we're looking forward to in 2023? Uh, Non-movie. Sure. There's only one game, really, that's on my mind. <laughs> it's it's the same one that's on yours. It's Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, I was talk- texting you and Brian the other day. Uh, the, I've been playing through it again, as have you. And 
I'm like, is this my favorite game? Like, it's so <laughs> good. It's so it good. It's fun to play. Like, it's very satisfying to solve a puzzle or to defeat a foe or like even progress the story because the story is also so good. And like, it never gets stale because the progression within it, like, it just levels up the game so much every time. Like, just when you are getting used to something, they throw, here's a new mechanic at you that you can now master and add to your repertoire of like this nonsense that you can do. And it's just like, great. It's so great. Now I'm now I'm pushing like 40 people off a cliff. Like it's awesome. <laughs> and it, It's great too, because it, it totally fits within the, okay, you're a Jedi and, or nearly a Jedi and you can do some things in combat, but you don't have it all. And it's like, there is an element of, okay, well you kind of knew how to do this, but you have to kind of reteach yourself. And also it's like you're you're developing your character as a both a player and as like the narrative itself's character. That balance is executed so well that doesn't make you feel totally inadequate, but also doesn't make you feel overpowered right off the bat. Because I would say like in comparison, I enjoyed the Force Unleashed games, but you were probably too powerful to start mm. in those games, even though you were taking place in like kind of a similar starting point. And so I'll be curious to see what they do to start the second one, because that's right, always, you can't take my powers away again. Yeah, that's always been a thing that I find to be a, it's a tough balancing act for um, games that progress with like sequel wise because I doubt they're gonna like pull the save data like so. My I don't I don't know like do they just give you all the powers and like the, what you upgrade is then like your ways to do it or is the only upgrades mm. gonna be throughout the course of it like just um, like the new fighting styles that you can unlock because even that's uh, it'll be a little lesser. I mean maybe there's there's you know, they'll give you the like the, the basic powers, like push-pull, but they take away like the, some of those combo things that you could have done. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, so, the, like, there's something about playing that game again where it just, like, I get a similar vibe to when I used to play Shadows of the Empire. Like, there was just something about that game. Like, there's, like, a the music, the gameplay, the, the environments that you're exploring. It's just so Star Wars, like, in the best way. And... I adore it. It's just wonderful. It, I think it does a really great job of giving you some of the nitty gritty, hardcore nerdy Star Wars shit. Yeah. But also just letting it breathe and being a story of its own self as well. Yeah. Because like, I know a lot of people have been raving about Andor because it took a step back from the nitty gritty Star Wars shit and it was just a story and yeah. it made it more accessible to other people or people who were tired of some of the over-the-top Jedi stuff, and it's like, this. I thought this found like such a perfect balance of those things, where like, whatever level you want to access it on, I think it's viable. Mm-hmm. When you are the hardest core of Star Wars fan, or just a very casual. Yeah, I, and Like I, you said, I, it's, I agree. it's so much fun. Like it, At this time, there's been enough passage of time, and I've played through it a few times when it came out. I hadn't played in a couple of years, played through it now. It's not totally flawless in the game mechanics stuff. There's a right. couple of things that are not quite as smooth as I realized where it's like, once I kicked off the rust and was like back into the, like the flow of things, it's like, okay, like I sh- these two worms shouldn't be like kicking my ass because I mistimed one <laughs> swing. Right. Like I mistimed one swing. Surely I would have recovered and uh-huh. like not gotten my ass kicked slightly. It's like, not like I died. It's just like, okay, like enough. Like I'm going to yeah. slice you in half in a second. Like just stop. Just give it up. Uh, up. So like, like that balancing. I'm sure they'll they'll massage that slightly. Um, 
but I, it just it this it, the game sings when you run into a like a corridor and there's like eight stormtroopers and it's like you have to have a certain level of skill to get through it and yet you totally have it at your disposal and there's more than one way whether you emphasize the force powers emphasize the lightsaber play whether you emphasize an aggressive style or a more patient style whether it's more blocking or more attacking like there's there's so many different ways to tackle like all these different things and there's enough things around a, a, a particular corner that'll keep you guessing yeah like when you think you have an idea of okay we're fighting these two different inquisitors at different times this stands up with or exceeds any of the old school lightsaber battle games right yeah um, and then also you might fight this creature that's like a sub boss or a boss. And that's fun as you learn how to take that fight. Like on. where is its timing? What are the windows? And then like, and then you fight the Gorgar and it's like, what? <laughs> it just reset everything about it. That's what excites me. Right. Cause I remember the first time fighting that thing being like, like, oh, like I feel like, okay, I understand what this game has to offer me. And then that happens, and you're like, what in the world is yes. going on right uh, now? That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, okay, like I'm fighting a boss creature, like I'm fighting the Ogdobacto, or I'm fighting yeah, the yeah. Alpha Nidak, and it's just a souped up version of those other things I fought. So like I can use my or the the was it like the albino Jotaz. Like I like okay, yeah. like, I know how to fight the base creature. This Dude. is a more souped up, stronger version, or faster version, smarter version, whatever. So I might have to tweak my, but I like, I know how to do this. It'll be a tougher fight, but it's not like a different fight. And then you fight the Gorgar. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, that was the Albando Jor- Jor- Jorak. Is that what J- it's called? Jotas. Jotas. That's on Dothamir, right? The, uh, the top of that. Or is that the, or is that the spider? No, uh, no, no. The, uh, the Albino Jotas is one that's like, uh, next to the Venator wreck on Zepho. Oh, right, right, right. What's the... Um, or whatever it was. Maybe it was the Alpha one. I forget. The, the Alpha Nidek was on Dathomir around the corner that from, thing. from the, the, the Tomb of Mictrel. I just or, got, I just got to that thing. Well, I'll, my last play, my last sit-down, I was going to get the stim can that I remember was up there somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, I jumped over there. And I, untouched, wrecked it. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> it's very satisfying. <laughs> oh man, that game is so fun, and just like the way that, like all the things that they do, because they also know how to tell a story, and they also know how to execute the transitioning. Like that first time you get captured by the, like the first time you're playing the game, and you get captured by the, the Axiom brood. brood. It's like it's so out, like it almost feels like you you stumbled upon a secret, like you broke another, the game. Like, another thing where it's like, you feel like you have a sense for the flow of the game. It's like, okay, I arrived at a planet, I'm doing a thing, yep. here's a tomb, I learned a power. I'm fighting someone who showed up out of nowhere, and like there was a, I fought a Jotaz here the last time I was like here, and now there's this guy or this robot or these two guys, depending on which like random role you got. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I'll, probably figure out how to kill him and i've been subdued with electricity yeah kidnapped and i'm in prison i don't have a what <laughs> it's like where like they just had enough of those throughout the game sprinkled through to yeah keep you guessing oh like i figured it out how to get to this tomb on dathomir i'm gonna open the tomb my lightsaber is broken i have to leave the planet uh yep. zom- zombies are chasing me i have to fix my life yeah crazy oh here's a new planet all right Great. <laughs> like, I thought I was close to the end of the game, but awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so good. The uh, I will say I've pushed 90% of the bounty hunters off a cliff at this point. 
Like, uh, I think when, I when there's a cliff available, it's a good way to go. Yeah, I feel like I've only actually had to defeat one of them in hand-to-hand combat. It's just because I couldn't get them close enough. There's a one in <coughs> Z- in Kashyyyk where you're in, like, the the elevator shed. Like, you come yeah. with the elevator. I guess whatever the whatever way it was, they were standing on the elevator lift. So I saw them before I went over there. And I knew they were going to be there. So I jumped and I already had like the excessive push thing because I had leveled that up. Push. And I just went, it was like, get them. And then I just went, Poof, and they both flew off and died. And that was it. And my experience just went, it's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's very like, satisfying. Wonderful. It's what I do when I like run into like a purge trooper who I'm not in the mood to fight. I'm just like, oh, just go away. <laughs> I, well, that's, that's how I would do it. And I, I, it takes two good. Force pushes usually to get them off a cliff because they have that the good stopping power with their sticking whatever yeah. weapon they have into the floor. But uh, now <laughs> I just do the whole left bumper X thing where I just split my white saber in two and just wreck. Also, a great way to go awesome. about it. It's awesome. It's so good. I love getting critical hits in that game, and that goes into the animations. Yes. Ah, oh, so so satisfying. Everything. Everything that you do, where like you timed it perfectly, is like so rewarding. And it, it makes it so frustrating when you don't do it and then feels yeah. so rewarding when you do. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The the giant Agdo Bagdo jumping in from the top to kill like to kill like what is it, like a third of its health with yeah. the downward strike. Amazing. Like you just play you just like it almost feels like, ooh, I found a cheat. Like I love <laughs> I, it's great. So, so if you haven't told, been able to tell by now, we're super excited for Jedi Survivor. Excited. I believe it comes out at the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sequel to possibly Anthony's new favorite game of all time. Maybe he's been stuck on like Halo for like twenty years. Like, I have like, been, this but is it's so good. Gonna possibly. I'm not I, saying that like to like make fun. It's absolutely one of my favorite games of all time. I will say, uh, I could do with a little bit less of the creatures that give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. You no, know, I don't. I I'm not well. I don't do well with spiders. Yeah, I don't know. And that it's so cartoony that it really doesn't bother me. It the thing is that game can make me so stressed when I'm playing it. Sure, but I view that more as like a frustration aspect, not like a fear aspect. Oh no, but I, I realize that I'm missing things because I'm like kind of like tensing up because it's a spider. <laughs> like it's Yeah, I hate them. I hate them so much. But anyway, very much looking forward to Jedi Survivor and seeing where that story goes. Also, the relationship between BD one and Kyle is just like awesome. Yeah. He's the best droid. I love him. He might He might be. He's, he does his little wiggles. He's like a cat. <laughs> kind he's of, fantastic. Yeah. Well, because he like does like leap like off your shoulder. and all Yeah. That, like. yeah. Their so, relationship definitely gets me to tear up like two or three times throughout the course of the game. It's when Cal almost drowned and is freezing to death. And yes. like BD like reveals to him, I literally give him my life and you've given me my life back. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that just ha- I just got through that part. So, yep. oof. oh man, fighting everybody on the way out of that ice cave is wonderful. Just oh, it's joy. wrecking it's everything. Really joyous. Ah, oh, it's great. Feels super powerful. Um, what else? Are you looking forward to anything else? TV shows, um, movies. I mean, uh, <sighs> books or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know if there's any other media other than what we just talked about that like it's like front and center on my mind that I'm like super like. I assume I- there'll be a Severance season two this year. Maybe that so that's maybe another thing year. that's like been like definitely part of the pandemic is like there's so many of the big shows mm-hmm. are getting like the next season's gonna be in excess of a year from their mm-hmm. release, which is yeah. really like Andor is season two is not coming out this year. 
Right. Um, so I guess we'll get Ted Lasso this season. I would this, assume this so. This year. We're going to get The Mandalorian coming up sometime soon-ish. That I'm definitely excited for. I'm sure yeah. you are as well. Of course. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, at the moment, the only other big thing that I can think of that I'm excited to looking forward is um, my my best friend Alex from high school had his second kid a few months ago, and uh, they asked me his godfather and hmm. his uh, baptism come up in a few weeks. So Nice. Big life event thing. So that's awesome. That's uh, it's cool. It's a new new thing for me. So very cool. Yeah, love that. I uh, I can confirm that as of a few weeks ago, they were shooting Severance. Oh, I mean, I know they've been actively working on it. Hmm. Um, uh, Kim was at, happened to be at Bellworks while they were shooting. Oh, cool. But so I, I I guess that probably means it's next year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like that wasn't. I don't know what the turnaround time is. That wasn't. Definitely wasn't the most CGI-intensive show, so, like, hmm. turnaround could be sooner than others. Yeah, but I guess also, like, what what necessary... They, they might also just be, like, shooting, like, for, like, B-roll, almost. Because I don't... Like, there's not a lot of it is actually taking place in the proper portion of the building. Okay. It's, like, definitely on a set somewhere. Um, like, the, the big shots from the outside or, like, the inside of the vast building when they're on the main level, not when they're down. Oh, okay. Is is that place? So, um, that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. There's nothing else on my list. Gonna try to make a few trips this year. I think try to get out a little more. Get a. I don't. I don't. I tend to not take enough like actual like vacation. Mm. So I'm gonna try to rectify that. It's a tough balancing act. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for consumption. Yes. And boy, have we been consuming. Um, what are you trying to say? I know I gained a few pounds. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, no, so I I want to start off with something. Um, the holiday season just passed, and there was this cable, some New Jersey cable thing that Kim found online where it was like, enter to enter to win, like or to get selected. If you are selected, and you have to watch twenty five Christmas movies. In December, on you had, and they gave you access to all the streaming services. Mm-hmm. And if you did it and wrote a little something, you would get like twenty five hundred bucks. And I was like, wow. this sounds amazing. Um, so they're like, it's <laughs> you're supposed to watch these twenty five movies. However, however you want to fit them in in December, but they weren't going to announce the person that gets picked until December 9th. So we got started, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm fairly certain we surpassed the twenty five movies. Wow, we didn't get picked, but. We watched a lot of Christmas movies. Like there were nights where, like, I, I watched like three Christmas movies. Like I, I consumed a lot of Christmas trash this year. <laughs> like Netflix is has become like a a hotbed for like Hallmark style Christmas movies. Wasn't there that whole thing they made a couple of movies? It was like the Christmas Prince or some shit? Yeah, there's like a hundred of them. Wow. Yeah, no, there's like, I don't know, there's probably like four or something ridiculous. I just um, remember when like that movie was coming out, like there was a whole like thing on the internet, like making fun of it. Yeah, there's, but dude, like you, you start counting and I'm going to try to rattle off the ones I remember seeing, some of which I don't have titles for. I'll just have to briefly describe. <laughs> so a couple of classics. Obviously, I watched both Home Alone movies. Okay. I watched Die Hard. We watched Elf like three times. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you count that three times a time. Jingle yeah, all the way. We'll put it once. <laughs> Just Friends. 
naturally my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, we watched that new Lindsay Lohan one. I think it's like Falling for Christmas or something. I watched the Freddie Prince Jr. one. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, he's looking mighty old. <laughs> but I uh, watched uh, A Castle for Christmas. Sure. Which was had Carrie Elwes in it. Okay. Doing a just a, a very Scottish accent. Uh, he was a <laughs> Wait, sorry. Not a very good or a very bad Scottish accent. <laughs> Scottish. A very Scottish accent. Yep. He was so Scottish, you would not <laughs> you believe, believe how Scottish, Scottish the, the accent, accent was. <laughs> I watched uh, A California Christmas. <laughs> That's ten. I watched A Second California Christmas. Oh, come on. I don't remember what it was actually titled, but it was the sequel. Uh, there was one, uh, a little something from Tiffany's. That's that was pretty that good. That was on Amazon. New Amazon movie? Yep. That was, that, I enjoyed that. Uh, how many are we up to? That's 12. Wow. Uh, Spirited. I saw that. Right. That, was, I, that was fun. That was fun. So, I mean, we're cruising. Um, there's a lot. Uh, uh, single All the Way, which is a rewatch for me, but it's a great one. I don't wow. know if you've seen that one. No. It's very good. Uh, uh, the Happiest Season. Okay. It's another good one. Guardians Christmas. Guardians Christmas. Watched that with Elio. He loved it. Really? He loved the music. That guy's arm that whips around while he's playing the guitar. <laughs> that that he just lost it for that. Uh, watched uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, what am I up to? That's uh, seventeen. Seventeen. All right. Well, we're doing pretty good. And these are the ones that I can remember. Um, there's definitely a few that I don't remember in there. Oh, uh, Christmas Chronicles. Okay. There was also a mystery. On HBO, some mystery Christmas movie with this like little kid kind of playing detective. It was really good. I don't remember okay. what it was called. Christmas mystery? Let's call it that. It's good. Uh, that was fun. That's 19? 20? Yeah, 19. 19. So, we're, oh, man, I probably would have I probably would have gotten this done. No, none of the old classics? No White Christmas? No... Uh, Go on. Um, Wonderful Life? None of those? No, I actually skipped those this year because I had watched them the last two. So I'm giving them a little breather. Christmas Vacation. I don't really care for that. Uh, yeah. Um, None of the old uh, Rankin and Bass ones, like Rudolph and all that? No, I think watch the Peanuts one, the Peanuts Christmas Okay, one. it's 20. It's 20. Um, that's the, all uh, that I... Santa what? Clauses or anything? Oh, I watched like, oh, Dash and Lily. It wasn't a movie. It was like an eight-episode Christmas series. It was really good. I enjoyed that, too. Um... Man, we watched an entire series amidst all these. That's, that's a lot. There's a lot of Christmas consumption going on there. Yeah, that's 20 uh, movies. That's 20, and I know that I'm not listing all of them. Okay. So that's that's crazy. Anyway, did you consume any Christmas? I consume Christmas. Um... <laughs> oh, my knee. Oh, so bad. <laughs> and that didn't make the microphone cut out? Of all things. Oh. oh. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Distract um... me. Yeah, so um, my my Christmas season was uh, at a ugly sweater party at Dominic's apartment, and nice. uh, we had uh, the the Bielsi family Christmas, of course. Uh, sure. Down in the Bronx. Um, I think that uh, was Stomach Virus Day, Stomach Virus Weekend. Oh, uh, was it? I, kn- yeah, I know. I was also supposed to be at another party that I did not get to. Yeah, I know Carly was supposed to come and then she had something else she had to do or something. And then uh, your parents, I think were still in the middle of the move for fish. my mom actually had the stomach virus. Oh, 
Gross. Yeah. yeah. It got everybody. Nice. Got, got everybody with my dad. My yeah. sister ended up getting it like a week later. Well, considering how many stomach issues your dad had the last several years, I think it's fair that he should set this one out. My, my mom was like, he's probably got too much acid in his stomach that the <laughs> virus can't survive. <laughs> um, yeah, we had Christmas here. It was pretty quiet. We were uh, supposed to have one of my aunts and uncles and uh, cousins, and uh, a couple of them ended up with COVID, so they didn't. Oh, brutal. Um, my cousin Dan and his family still came. So Nice. It's good. And, uh, New Year's was just um, me and uh, my parents and my brother and his girlfriend. So. Nice. Yeah, quiet holidays, and uh, obviously we got some solid Christmas movie watching. Um, sure. You know, we had a lot of the old classics that you mentioned. We got, like I said, the ones that I mentioned, White Christmas, um, several iterations of Christmas Vacation, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I did get to see uh, Rudolph. I got to see um, Santa Claus Coming to Town, also a classic. Sure. Um, yeah. So, Is that the one with the heat miser? No, no, that's uh, that's the year without a Santa Claus. Oh, uh, okay. Santa Claus coming to town is the one about how, um, in this, you know, old German village, there was the uh, the burgermeister, Meister Burger, who was in charge, and he hated toys. Yeah. So he outlawed toys, and a young a young boy was adopted by a family. Burgermeister, Meister Burger. And uh, they were the Kringles, and they named him Chris Kringle. Sure. You know, he was coming to town with his toys. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> as as the Kringles. There's do. the Winter Warlock, and uh, you know they tamed his warped, frustrated old heart. He just went by winter. <laughs> it's a it's a classic. Uh, oh man, I saw Spirited. That was uh, an experience for sure. Yeah, uh, I like it, it. It goes places I didn't expect. Yeah, it was a it was a bit much, but I did like yes. it. Uh, I was not prepared for how much singing that Will Ferrell and Ryan yeah. Reynolds were going to do. Like, I was like, "Good okay, afternoon." <laughs> I was like, "They're going to do a couple songs, whatever." And like, I was like, "Okay, this is like the tenth song now." So, yeah. Um, good afternoon was fantastic. So good. They, I saw promoted it on Twitter yesterday. They put that up for consideration for the Oscars. Amazing. Um, so that's a that's definitely a thing, and it it was a very enjoyable song. It was, uh, yeah, well, it was this, the premise was fantastic. Yes, it was a good time. Um, it makes me want to say good afternoon to people on the regular. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, no, it was a good time overall. Uh, Christmas season was fun. I, I nice. uh, ate entirely too much food. Uh, oh, yeah. both, oh uh, naturally for uh, Christmas, for New Year's, for Christmas Eve, all that we did. Uh, we only achieved five of the uh, the seven fishes on Christmas Eve. Okay. And, um, but still, like, that's pretty, pretty damn good, I think. And, yeah. Uh, had some tasty prime rib for Christmas. We had some, uh, some more different stuff to pick out for New Year's. So it was a good time. Good season. Nice. I set out, uh, we hosted Christmas Day at our house, and, um, I set out to make lasagna for 14. Wow. I made lasagna for 32 accidentally. Not 28. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was a lot. Uh, it was, it was good. It was good stuff. Okay, but uh, it was also I made fresh pasta. Nice. Oh, uh, you mean like for the actual like lasagna? Oh yeah, noodles. Oh yeah. I uh, I guess it's probably got it's different pros and cons for making regular pasta because you probably still would be making the sheets, but in this case you don't have to like cut them. 
but that might be its own sort of complication. I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's actually it, making fresh pasta is really not difficult at all. Um, well, provided depends, that you have a pasta. Maker. Depends on the pasta too, right? Like some of them are more complicated than others. Yeah, like if you're going to make like anything sheet like or stringy, like it's really no big deal. If you're yeah. going to start going crazy, like making like raviolis and stuff, and need to press them and cut them, and it's, it's a little bit more tedious. Yeah, but it's definitely worth it because the. It just tastes so good when it's fresh. Mm. Uh, also, the benefit of making fresh lasagna sheets is that you don't have to boil them. Ah, of course. Before you cook it. So I also baked it twice. I baked, I cooked everything the day before and then heated it up again for the actual meal, which gives it a little bit more dryness. So like it's a, it's a more dense piece and then put extra additional hot sauce on top of it. Speaking and, of uh, that sort really of good. big dish for dinner tonight, my mom made a Reuben casserole. Fantastic. It's everything. Say no, say no be, more. I'll have to. It was everything that would be in a Reuben, <laughs> but layered like a casserole. And basically with like rye bread croutons. That's like the nice. Really good. Sorry. You said lasagna and I'm just like picturing like you're well, talking about like adding like the sauce to it and like, like the layers and all that. And I was like, we had this layered dinner tonight. Well, get, get ready to be Krugered by a Reuben. Uh, my Ruben. brother-in-law made Reuben sliders as an appetizer. Nice. For, and, and I mean, like little, little open-faced Reubens, like little. Nice. It was, I've like, actually had that somewhere, some party. They had little, like not not sliders, but like the like the little like cocktail sandwiches, but they were Reubens. Yeah. Nice. Same same principle. I feel like. And uh, our aunt made uh, pigs and pigs. What? It was like mini hot dogs wrapped in bacon. <laughs> oh. I thought it was more like a turducken where it's like... Why are these pigs in blankets of pig? <laughs> I was I was concerned it was like a turducken in which the cocktail weenies were inside of like a larger sausage. Amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Those are, those are very good as well. Um, but yeah, we had a decent amount of appetizers. So then, you know, with all the lasagna, I made a couple of brujol and... Uh, Bunch of like hot and sweet sausage in the sauce. Nice. I made uh, I made a uh, seafood bisque for New Year's Eve. Nice, it's good. Had, I'm down had, with the bisque. We had scallops. We had uh, scallops. Scallops. We had uh, just sea the biggest otters. lobster. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't put sea otters in it. Um, like the biggest lobster like, tail. <laughs> we had like the biggest lobster tail I've ever seen. We chopped that up in there. Um, nice. We had. Uh, Crab in there. Hmm. I love crab. Yeah. Big, big fan of the crab. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we ain't good. We ain't good at Christmas. Uh, all right. So that's Christmas consumption. Yes. What else have you been consuming? Because, I mean, I've got some stuff here, too. So uh, there was a handful of movies that, that I saw that we didn't end up doing for, <laughs> for sure. episodes. Like, we're gone forever. And uh, that was good. Um, yep, same. I think we... I'm guessing we've- we will do that. Okay. I think we should. I do want. It's been so long since I've seen it, though. I'd like to do it maybe when it drops on Disney Plus. Yeah. We'll do it a, around that time. A, a down the line one. Um, yeah. I. Uh, actually, I think I wrote down some of these things. Before. Did you watch Black Adam? No. God, no. <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> uh, we watch, I watched Andor. You watch Andor. I know we Did- talked about it a little bit. But yeah, man, that, that was that was excellent. I really wish we had had the ability to do that as like a weekly for the show. Yeah, that, that would have been nice. A really Next cool time. experience. But uh, I binged that during my COVID week. So oh right, right. I'd watched like an episode 
and then was like way behind and then watched like the whole season basically um across like two days and then i thought it was done and realized the final episode wasn't coming out to the next week. I was like, well, fuck, <laughs> man. At this point, like... Uh, that, oh, that, show that show was really good. So fantastic. The way they did, like, like episode chunk arcs within the main... That was really just excellent. But still layered it in a way that all felt authentic to yep. one total season story arc that yeah. was consistent. Yeah. Really just I'm, fantastic writing. I love season. it. Yeah. When... You have to tell, if you're going to do a season of television, you have to complete the story of the season before the season is over. You can introduce it feels like you're new talking, things. It feels like you're talking about a different show, Anthony. I am. I am. You can introduce new things. It's fine. It feels like you're talking about a show you texted me about yesterday. you got to finish what you started. It feels like this is a show you watched on Netflix in the last couple of days. This is called The Recruit. <laughs> the Recruit is a very good show. It's very entertaining. It's like, I could not wait for the next episode. We watched it in two nights, I think. Okay. Uh, really fun. It's like just the right level of taking itself seriously while also being a little bit like silly with some of the execution and then having like some pretty heavy moments along the way. It's really good. But they didn't close anything. No, they didn't close anything. Okay. I feel they didn't close anything. I mean, you can make an argument for one like. Nah, not even really. I guess no. You can't. They didn't close anything. It's not closed. Nothing's closed. Nothing's closed. They just kept opening doors. Dong. Dong. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, I watched that. That's on my consumption list. Okay. I also who was in that? Oh, <clears throat> uh, you know what. I recognized so many people, and I don't know any of their names. So I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, let's see. The Recruit. All right. We've got Noah Centineo? Centineo? He was in those... To all the yes, boys I loved movies. before. I couldn't think of what right? it was called, but yes, he was in that series. Uh, Laura Haddock. That name sounds vaguely familiar. Peter Quill's mother. Ah. Uh, Artie Mann, man. <clears throat> she was in um, The Big Bang Theory. Uh, if you say so. No, she was in Never Have I Ever, Grey's Anatomy. I thought she was in The Big Bang Theory, but I could be wrong. Um, Colton Dunn. These are people that you probably have seen and would recognize, but I'm not sure if you know what they're in. Okay. That's right. It doesn't sound like... Von D. Curtis Hall. Another one. If you saw that, him, you'd know. That name sounds familiar, but... Um, yeah, so it sounds like it's pretty, like, small yeah. cast. Anyway, it was, uh, it's, it's very good. I think that, oh, it, it had that going for it. I think that these were, like, these were all actors that were, like, <clears throat> doing a, I feel like they were all doing a really good job. Um, and, like, you normally not, like, completely in the spotlight, so it was nice. Mm. Uh, very fun. Like I said, I would watch it. I'd maybe watch it closer to the second season. Well, I, um, this is also going back a little bit, um, but again, I think most of what I watched was post us recording. I watched all of the Rings of Power. I really liked that. I know some people loved it. Some people were not big on it. You're still. Uh, I have to catch up on that. Thank <laughs> you. I um I really enjoyed it. It doesn't mean it was perfect. There was a couple of kinks in the works, but I really enjoyed it. Whether or not it was like a like objectively amazing show or not, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, 
at a, at a certain point, like that's got to be where the evaluation lies is like, mm-hmm. are you deriving joy from this? Yeah, I completely. I, I'm all about that. I will say I've watched, I think I watched two episodes of it, maybe three and I am very much enjoying it. All right. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just like, it's a gorgeous show. Um, yeah. The, like the visuals are like stunning. It music's good. The, the title sequence like really got me. Like I like just like in like a way, like I thought that was like a really cool and like, like visual and uh, I, I really like the music that went along with it. And obviously they play on those themes for uh, yeah. the show itself. And uh, some of the casting was really good. I really like uh, the actress who played Gladriel. Um, uh, and I really liked a lot of the other main characters as well. So nice. That's awesome. I, uh, I'm looking forward to, to picking that back up and actually getting through it. I watched both seasons of white Lotus, which were tremendous. Yeah. I know everyone's been raving about it. I haven't oh. gotten around to it. So, dude, so good. I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I might get to it. I, I certainly am not opposed. I I don't think I've really heard about the first season until it was like late in its run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know people were like super sad when this one was coming out. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize like this many people were like actually into this. Yeah, we, we watched. We started watching the first season when the second one started. And then we caught up to like the half. Well, I think maybe two or three episodes into the second season. And then we were watching it as they were released, and it was just awesome. And so, so different from the first season to the second season. Very, very knives outy in well, that this, sense. It kind of became like a mythology, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it was just just awesome. Some overlapping characters, but like ugh, so good. Really, just just a really put together show. Very fun to watch. Uh, what else you got? Um. So also during my uh, my COVID week, I finally started what we talked about like a year ago, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh, right. Which was fantastic. Oh, you finished it? Oh, yeah. I finished nice. It. Uh, yeah, I finished nice. it right before I started. I didn't start with Jedi Fallen Order until I finished it. So. Fair. Um, I played it a ton after I'd finished watching Andor. I started playing that. Um, and so I played it a lot. Like the the those like, because that was basically like Saturday of that weekend. I, I went back to work Monday, um, so like Saturday and Sunday. I played a good, especially Saturday. I played a, a really good amount of Guardians, and I played it nice for me like oh, probably about a week and a half. Like obviously, once I got back to work, I was not playing yeah. quite as much uh, per day. Um, but uh, yeah, just a ton of fun. It's it's even though it's a very different experience in a lot of ways than the movies. What makes the movie so good? It shares the same DNA in the sense mm-hmm. that, like, it's just really strong characters that each get to have their own moment in the sun, both big moments and small moments throughout, and the way that they thread and pace that, where you're like, okay, we're doing story now, mm-hmm. and you can begin to see the seeds of this is a character thing that's going to happen, and to watch how that gets either seamlessly integrated or how the story actually has to break branch off because of what's going on with that character or whatever, like all those little adjustments, the way that that was balanced, all like the, the banter between all the groups of characters and watching each one develop. And what I thought was a really cool mechanic was, I know you had mentioned like the huddle up thing yeah. and, and like telling them like to do certain actions. Each of them has certain actions, not just in combat, but in like the actual, the story part of the game or like the traversal part, each of them can only do specific things. And you give them instructions to do it, and 
usually they will. Sometimes they'll tell you pretty clearly, you know, this is the person I got to tell them to do it. Yeah. Sometimes you kind of got to guess and hearing some of it when you guess the wrong person is funny, but also depending on how the, the team feels about you at a given time, like sometimes they'll all just refuse to do it. And you got to figure out yourself. <laughs> and by the end of the game, once you've played all your cards properly and gotten whipped the team into shape, they start to just do it on their own. You don't have to give oh, cool. the commands anymore. And like seeing how like the, considering the, like the combat is largely kind of repetitive ish in the sense that like you just shoot your gun a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like there's a gun and melee and there's jumping, but like there's no big combos. Like there's powers that you can unleash at a certain point here and there, uh, but it's still just different variations of you shooting your gun anyway, for the yeah. most part. Um, and each of them has their own specific thing that, you know, whether it be this is like a crowd control, this is an area of effect, this is uh, going to do a ton of damage to one person, or this is going to do some like stun damage to a group of people or something like that. Balancing all of those things, unlocking like like their meta ability basically, and doing the combos together as you like branch out that whole thing. Like I thought it was really cool how they like ratcheted that up throughout the course of the game. Nice. And adding the elements to your guns, which maybe you probably hadn't seen yet. I think I have two or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, adding the elements component to it was like a lot. Like it just, they just kept, it was, it, in some ways it was kind of similar to Jedi Fallen Order where like they pace that out pretty well. There, there was two elements that you get like rather late in the game. I wish they would have spaced it a little bit better mm. just so like, by the time you got the final one, it would have been nice to have it for a little longer Yeah. in the game. But that that's kind of a small nitpick, but I don't know, just like, even beyond the core, the core cast of characters, like the incorporation of <clears throat> Mantis and Cosmo and like all the Nova Core stuff and like the enemy is ultimately kind of ridiculous. Like it ends up being pretty serious, but like just like the ways that the story unfolds and like how you actually have to progress like very important story stuff later on in the game. I thought it was a really, really well done. Nice. Um, I thought it was well voice acted and just like the way the characters and the story was written. So fantastic. And to me beyond just that, <clears throat> like enjoyment that I got from all of that, which is like, it's absolutely a game. I will go back and play at some point mm-hmm. knowing that the lead writer for that game is the lead writer for the next mass effect game or like one of the lead narrative writers for the, the like, that's such a, like, it's like, man, if they could find their way to incorporate the skill that went into this, yeah. to that other thing I love so much, like, that's exactly what it needs. Yeah, especially, like, multi-character conversations and storytelling, like, that seems ripe for a universe. That's awesome. I definitely, I'm looking forward to getting back to it. I uh, I jumped into Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, that's, Guardians is one of the games that's, like, on my next up list to go back to, but I have a few, so I'm not sure which one I'll end up landing on, but... Uh, that's I'm looking forward to the I, I'm looking forward to getting through it. It's it's fun, but I've like it's one of those games that I started and stopped multiple times. I'm hoping that I can get back into it and I don't have to restart it because when I restarting a game sometimes is like a killer for me, where like I end up not finishing it because of that. Yeah, it, it, sometimes it can almost be worse than learning from scratch because you half remember things, so you end up getting yeah. things wrong. Yeah, but. Anyway, we'll see. One thing I do curious about the huddles when the team huddles up together, you have to pick one of two options. Is there? Are you looking for something? And like, there's like words flying by, right? Or is yeah, it- some of them are easier to figure out than others. I think I really only got it wrong once. Okay, maybe twice. Um, 
But yeah, like you're supposed to look and like listen to what they're saying and try and pick out. And like if you notice a flash behind them, like a word or a phrase, and then you have to do your best to guess based on what they were saying. Like the two options it gives you, like which one you think. Sometimes it's pretty literal. Like he almost verbatim says like what is on there. And sometimes like it's more like the spirit of it. Yeah. As long as you get that to match up to what they were saying, like <clears throat> you'll succeed in it. And gotcha. like, that just turns things. It's, it's a frenetic game to begin with, but that like ratchets it up to fucking yeah. heaven. Um, <laughs> it gets a little nutty. Also, I, yeah, an aspect they didn't talk about it, but like still like within the keeping of all that, but like the, fl- the way that they incorporate like flashback and dream sequence type stuff. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. It's awesome. Really well done. Um, I feel so. like I'll now end up getting back to that sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, I, we already talked a bunch about Jedi Fallen Order. That's kind of what I've been playing over the break. I like to, around the holiday, I do like to get myself into a nice single player game and try to play through all of it. And Jedi Fallen Order scratched that itch a few years back during the holiday. So like, I feel like it, it's a great one to go back to. Yeah. Um, I finally started the flash, like picking up on where I left off on the flash. Okay. I watched all of the seventh season and half of the eighth season uh, in preparation for the ninth and final season, which is releasing, which is starting in February. That's still going. Yeah. It's the last season. I okay. uh, still love it. It's very cheesy. It is very repetitive, but I, there's just something about it. It's the show's God heart. I really enjoy it. And at this point they've traveled through time and messed up the timeline so many times, I think by design so that you kind of, so it doesn't even matter mm-hmm. if you remember how a certain thing, that's what it feels like. It's like, ah, reset. <laughs> well, but it's, it's just a fun show to watch. I'm, it's definitely, it's definitely done. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. See what they do for the final season. And um, we had, actually, just before we started recording today, Kim and I started watching Wednesday. Okay, have, you heard of this? That. have you heard of this Wednesday? No. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm ready to. I, I definitely want to watch more. Well, a good pilot episode because I wasn't crawling out of my skin watching it. Oh, nice. It's just it, it just got me like, oh, okay, what's the what, what's going on here? Like that's that's what. Wait, no, did, and also, it's just, just, is, does that is that how she insists on saying the name? Or no, that's okay. how I. Why are you putting the D before the N? Sure. You know, I'm sure there's a reason. It's like. It may not be a good reason, but I'm sure there's a reason. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's probably terrible. Um, um, yeah, no, it's I, good. from what I've seen, people seem to be liking that. So, Good performances, uh, interesting storyline so far. Lots of uh, little pockets of mystery, like questions okay. being raised that you're going to want to, you want answers to. So hopefully they can close, <coughs> unlike other Netflix bullshit. Um, <laughs> what else have you been consuming? Uh, I have been listening to the Foundation series. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, they did the first season earlier this year on, or well, last year now, I guess, on um, Apple TV. Uh, did, you, did you watch all of that? No, like half of it. Okay. Um, I didn't watch any of it. Um, me and Brian decided to, to read it, the, the series first. Um, now, the way it was written originally... It was a trilogy of stories. Then there was sequels, and then there was prequels. I decided to dispense with that and read it all chronologically. So mm-hmm. I read the two prequel books, and I just finished the third of the original trilogy. So I have the two sequel stories to read when I 
dive into next. It will be the second to last book of the series. Nice. And so far, so good? <clears throat> yeah, I enjoyed it. It's definitely interesting because the first one he wrote so long ago. Right. Uh, it's Isaac Asimov, and I think it was in like the late 1940s mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> so yeah. um, hearing some of the technological stuff in there is interesting and comparing and contrasting it, like how technology actually evolved. Sure. Uh, and even in the fun. cases where like he kind of maybe guessed or like got it right, like how it might like hearing the terminology that he used for it, because like the words that we use now, we like didn't exist then. Um, some of that is really funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's a compelling story. The, the original ones were written in an interesting fashion. I think a lot of the sci-fi back then <clears throat> were like serials that were like in like magazines or comics or something like that. And what like, ultimately got put together into a novel later mm-hmm. that was true of the like early on with dune and with with um foundation and a lot of the other ones and um so it feels a, a little different it's not necessarily my exact favorite way for stories to go because it's kind of like vignettes throughout time right because <clears throat> like the core principle of like the story is thousands and thousands and thousands of years from now there's a galaxy spanning empire run by one centralized government that's a Coruscant-esque planet. Yep. And, uh... <coughs> sorry, a mathematician uh, develops a set of equations that he thinks would be able to predict to a high degree of certainty pretty much any major future event. Yep. And it all points to the fact that it seems very obvious the Empire will fall, all civilization will, will be chaos, and since there doesn't seem to be any way possibly to change that, to stop it, which is to say, um, why not try to make it the best possible and that the best possible way would be to try and set up a foundation that would reinstitute a new, better empire. Right. And that without laying... Oh, he said it. (laughs) Yeah. Without laying the groundwork for that, it's estimated it would take like tens of thousands of years and mm-hmm. that if they do everything right they could trim it down to a thousand years right <laughs> so the first three books take place over the course of like 500 years um so from what i'll be going on to next like the next empire hasn't been instituted yet but you can already see the seed of where that might be sure. coming um <clears throat> the prequels were written in a more normal narrative fashion, the way like mm-hmm. the way the book. They were also the last two things he wrote on that, and it was like in the eighties. So he'd been writing oh, okay. for decades, right? Um, got some and got that, some experience, like, yeah. And so like the, those two stories follow Doctor Harry Seldon himself, who was the guy who writes those equations. Yeah, and um, I really enjoyed the first one. The second one was good. It was just a more somber story um the other ones have been cool stories there's, there's certain storylines i've really enjoyed some that i enjoyed less so but overall i've really enjoyed those books so i'm nice. definitely curious to see how the sequels go and how it all wraps up so cool i uh you did i don't know what you said that sparked this but i also finished the walking dead i don't know if that was the, in a previous episode or not i think we probably must have talked about yeah. that no, no, not much to say there except the series like it's like okay sure it's over whatever yeah, you're I think starting, I still have. You're the... spinning off 600 other series with similar, <laughs> with the same characters, so it's not over. You're just splitting that up against different shows. Yeah, pain in the ass. But uh, the only other thing that I have on my list of consumption is espresso, <laughs> <laughs> of which I've been consuming a lot in trying to get a really good cup of it. 
brewed or pulled. If you want to be that person. Um, well, I might I'm become that person because I just I did just get a uh, coffee grinder the other day. Nice, but I uh, I've gone through ninety percent of a bag of what multiple people have recommended to use for espresso beans, and only now have I finally pulled a shot with that bag that was like drinkable. Ooh, the other ones were just like kind of sour or like very under extracted, like just not. Not for, right. For all coffee, and I don't have to tell you this because you've been doing the grinding thing much longer than I have. Mm. Like obviously, the like the the actual like grind coarseness or th- yeah, not or lack thereof, and the total amount and the temperature. And it sounds like with espresso, from what I know, is even more temperature dependent than other coffees, right? It is. That's actually what I fear is the problem is actually the machine, and I have no control over temperature. Oh, so you have an espresso machine? Yeah, I've had one for a while. Okay. I've just no, and because I've I've, I've I've only ever had we have like the like the mocha pot. What's that? A mocha pot. Is that what it's called? Yeah, okay. the ring. Like basically, the Demitas is like I think the company that made like the one that everybody has back from <laughs> wherever. Well, I don't. I mean, we have older ones and we have like a newer one. Um, Two silver pots, basically, with a ring in the middle where you put the of, coffee. Yeah, two houses. And the water chamber. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that comes out. That comes out okay. I I am okay with that. I really like a good cup of espresso. And like, but we we use I was like we use this, like just ground espresso grounds. Like so. Yeah. Like we're not doing it from scratch. So. Mm-hmm. I but today I was like, you know what? Am I crazy? Like, is it just this bag of coffee? I mean, like every once in a while, like you can come across. It was. I mean, it was fairly recently roasted. It was. I'm grinding it from grinding it fresh every time I make it. Pull a shot. It's like I tried almost every grind setting, <laughs> every reasonable grind setting on my grinder. I've tried various levels of tamping pressure. I've tried various levels of uh, weights of coffee ground into the uh, the port filter, and it's just not. There's just something about it that I don't like. And I was like, you know what though? The last one that I pulled was the closest thing to good. <clears throat> Let me try one of these other coffees I have. Pulled it. Delicious. I was like, you son of a bitch. I've been like this I've been burning through this coffee thinking that it was me, and I'm pretty sure I just don't like the coffee. Either that or it's a bad bag. It's very possible that like the beans are just not as fresh as they were supposed That's to. possible too. Like, you know, you expect a certain level, but like even if they get the process right ninety nine percent of the time, there's gonna be one percent, and if they make a thousand bags, like, you know. Yeah. Like there's I feel like good espresso has, like, in my opinion, what I like, I should say, like, has, like, a, almost like a syrupy thickness to it. It's not, like, very thick. Tasteful but, like, thickness? it's got texture. That it co- and, like, it was coming out watery, regardless of what I did. <clears throat> it didn't have a great crema. But if it was coming but, out like, watery, that, to me, speaks to, like, the grind quality and... Yeah. Like, how, like, the like the density, like, how many, like, how many grinds you use. How much and then how well it's packed and can yeah. the pressure actually, is it is it holding the water back enough with the pressure? So and those things I, I have it? no insight into because I've never used an espresso Well, that's, and that's the problem is I have like a very entry-level espresso machine okay. that is like on or not. <laughs> and like, so I it's don't... also possible like that that's the reason. Like it might yeah. be a finicky product that requires a higher level of specificity in the machine. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like the the next level up tells you what pressure it's at, uh, and has a temperature setting. Like 
Mine doesn't have either of those things. So, so it's possible. There may be an upgrade in the future, but we'll see. I'm going to see if I can if I can get it going first. Well, the question is, if you can make other delicious espresso, like, is it worth getting that? Right, that's, and that's why I, get the I'm, yeah, I want to work out what the actual issue is before I go down that route because I do enjoy it, um, and it is fun to make. It's just not fun when you put all that work in and it's not good. Well, I got a Christmas gift. It was bourbon soaked coffee hmm. and i was like awesome nice i was looking at it I was like wow that sounds really cool these are whole beans yeah oh and, and you don't have a grinder <laughs> you don't have a grinder. amazing my mom got it for me i was like this is a really cool gift i said but is there a gift that i don't see here because it was like the last one of the last things she gave me i was like is there a gift that i don't see here because like these are whole beans she's like no i said yeah no it, like it's not the most prominent word but it does say whole beans so like i I would love to drink this. <laughs> I just cannot. But I'm gonna need to buy a grinder now. <laughs> She's like, well, now, I'm but sorry. now you've you've officially leveled up though, because when you yeah. like, grind it just before you make your cup of coffee, the difference is it's insane. And this is really good, and I really like a dark, full-bodied roast. But this is like a blonde yeah. roast. Like they roast the beans, okay. soak them in bourbon. Oh, sorry, no, they soak the beans. Then roast them to oh, pull okay. away the alcohol, yeah. but the mm-hmm. sugar stays behind. Like and it does the legitimately, from when you open it, it smells like bourbon. When you drink it, it tastes like it. It really does. And it doesn't taste... I'm going to need you to like bring some of this coffee to me. Fake or cheap. Like, it tastes like bourbon. It's good. But it is very light. It tastes really good, but it's just okay. like out of the ordinary from what I would typically drink. Sure. Um, in that regard. But, uh, yeah, I've had a, I had a couple of... Cups like uh, like Saturday and Sunday morning of this past weekend. So nice, nice. Yeah, I've consumed a lot of coffee, making, trying to make espresso, and then testing the beans out and other variations. Um, but I pulled like ten shots one day. I didn't drink the whole shot. I was having a few <laughs> sips of each, but like I think ultimately a few sips of ten is a lot. <laughs> but anyway, I'm gonna get there. I'll report back once I figured out espresso. <laughs> I have my dad buying me some uh, some actual like Italian beans from uh, the place across the street from the pizzeria. So we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Okay, It'll be nice. I'll let you know. I'll get back to you. Any other anything else for consumption? Yeah. So I saw Avatar: The Way of Water. Oh, right, right. First so, impressions. So what year did the original come out? Is two thousand nine? I think. Sure. Yeah, fairly certain it's two thousand nine. That sounds right. So when that movie was coming out, uh, I remember the talk of it being... It wasn't 2009. What was it, 2010? I don't know, because it was probably 2010, because I was working in the city. Uh... Oh, it says nine up here. God damn Maybe. it. Okay. December 18th, 2009. <laughs> I, say, I remember... I I feel like I remembered it coming out. Like, Oh, no, I, I started working in, in December. Ah, okay. That actually made... Okay, cool. Cool. It was my senior year of... of college okay um so anyway yeah that movie came out and i i wasn't like super hyped for it for a number of reasons one it was like who are these blue people two um that was after originally like there was just like there's this big movie called avatar coming out from james cameron i was like the nickelodeon show <laughs> right and then like that movie also came out and was like okay so yeah, yeah. Like, different thing <laughs> this isn't what i was promised <laughs> no i honestly like my brother was big in that show. Sure. I liked it from what I saw. Like I watched it like through him. 
Mm-hmm. But it was like it never grabbed me in that way. Um, and then I was like, okay, so there's these blue people, whatever. Um, blue guys. And like everyone, <laughs> everyone <laughs> was like, it's the most like amazing thing, like that you'll see. And I mean, literally, it's see. like visually spectacular. It was like, well, yeah. I mean, come on, like how yeah. good can it be? And then, so then I saw it. It's like, oh wow, that was that's pretty fantastic. Like I've never really like seen anything like it before. It's like that's yeah. it's pretty impressive. And it was a good movie. I mean, at first blush, I was young. I was eighteen. Oh, well, I guess just turned nineteen when it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't super refined as a movie watcher at that point. Uh, I I loved loved the movie. It was like okay, like if the cold light of day, like we had like a couple of weeks of processes. Like yeah, sure, it is Pocahontas, whatever. Um, in space with blue people. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. But there, at a certain point, there are only so many stories you can tell, right? So yeah, I was gonna say a lot of movies are Pocahontas. You sure. just don't hear people bitching about it. Yeah, so. and, and yeah, like there is way more bitching about that than there should be. Yeah. Um, and everybody was saying it's not, like, it's this not is some unfair. marvelous revelation that they had, and that they were yeah. so above it. And it's like yeah. fuck you. No, it's not. It's not unfair to point out that's what <laughs> it is. But like the amount of stock that you're gonna put in that is yeah. some some people are blow. That's fine. Teach their own. Um, I really liked the original. I've yes. watched it quite a few times. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, it'll probably take a while for another to come out. I was like, well, okay, you said you worked on this movie for whatever it was, 12 years. And so, sure. Like, probably don't take 12 years. He took 11, uh, 13 years to make this one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, there was a two-year pandemic that happened amidst that. But sure. Still. Um, and also, to be fair, like, he's like, well, I'm going to make four more of them. I was like, that seems like too many. But whatever. Um, they concurrently shot this one and like, I guess part of the next one. Yeah. Parts of the next few. Like, it doesn't seem like they necessarily shot like a whole movie concurrently, right. but like they shot a bunch of other stuff that wasn't in this movie that they will be, they fully plan to use in the sequels. Right. Which that's probably pretty smart considering it took 13 years. Um, mm-hmm. So when this one was coming out, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I really like the first one. So why, why wouldn't I want to see this one? Um, this one's going to be even more better than anything you've ever seen before. It's like, look, I mean, like I've seen the the rise of technology and CGI in the last 15 yeah. years. Like, come on. You're like, sure. This movie is so goddamn beautiful. Really? It's, it is so, it is so right. visually stunning. Like I, 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 this, I can't possibly question him again. I can't. Yeah. Anthony, there are blue people on screen. They look real. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, they're blue and green people running around. That's not really much of a spoiler if you've seen the trailer. Like, there's what? Another, no, there's like a. It's the same species, like Navi, but like there, it's yeah. another race of tribes that like live in the water as opposed to in the forest. Like they sure. evolved and adapted in a different way. Like they're compatible people. They can speak each other's language, but like they are. It, it's, it's like the difference between white people and black. People. Like they're the same species. They're different yes. race. Like whatever. Yeah. These blue and pe- green people look like real fucking people. God damn it! <laughs> like they look and move like real people. Oh I God. don't understand how he keeps doing it. And like all the shit in the water is as beautiful as it's been fucking advertised for the last five years. Yeah. Do you want a spoiler? Or no spoiler. No spoiler. Small, small one. Not about like the plot really. Just about like a feature. Of the- okay, give me the feature. It's fine. I think there's whales. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, well, you're not supposed to call them whales. 
Well, I don't remember what the word for them are. I don't know. They're whales. I just remember. I, just remember I, I only saw the headline that James Cameron was mad that people were calling them whales. Okay. I, I hadn't heard about him being mad. Well, whatever they were, I would honestly call them. Like, I remember those dragon flying things are called the Ikram, but I don't remember what the hell <laughs> are called. So, okay. I wrote I'm, not, those. I'm not doing it on purpose, James Cameron. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, James. Don't sue me. Jimmy, please. <laughs> please. Jimmy, baby. <laughs> Jimmy, baby. <laughs> No, it's 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 a legitimately good movie. If you, it, it was I, me, Johnny Hobbs, and Sloan Sloan Kettering. Kettering. <laughs> I will say the same in the same way as the first one. So goes this one. If you liked the first one, yes, it's Pocahontas. Whatever. The story in this is not super complex. You'll probably be able to call some of the things that happen. Maybe not some of the things that happen. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's not just because you're ooing and aahing at the visuals, but like that's 70 But it really it. is about the spectacle. It's not Yeah, so this is the movie that you hold up and say, go see this in the theater. Yeah. Like, I, I wish I could have seen it in IMAX. I did get to see it in like a pretty good theater, but like, I wish I got to see it in IMAX. Yeah. I was going to. The, the only time I could go and see it, the shows were sold out for uh. like the reasonable times for me. And I was like, well, fuck this. How is it long? Is it like oh, it's, I mean, it's, like, it's fully three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I think it's listed at like three ten, but like that includes credits or whatever. So, um, sure. Yeah, and it's like um, they they do take a little bit of step back from just it being about like Jake. It's like very much an ensemble. It's him and his family as well as right. the other family that <clears throat> kind of mirrors theirs with this other like sea tribe. Um, and the the, the parents in that are uh, Cliff Curtis and Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. Um. The people who were in this movie that come back, there are like fair reasons. Like you can like say whether or not like you like that they brought those people back or not. But like, there's a legitimate explanation whether you cringe at that explanation or not for one of the characters coming back. They give you an explanation. Okay. Um, and the other character, they are more obscure about it. Actually, it's a it's very clear they're leaving this as a mystery for the next one. Okay. Um, they now they do kind of tease it out throughout the course of the movie, and it has like real ramifications for the plot of this movie. But ultimately, that's a story for next time. Story for next. Time. <clears throat> um, I okay. to me, it seems pretty obvious with the like the like the big picture ramifications for like why that is what it is. Um, there may be little details that are I won't foresee, but like there's there sure. seems to be a pretty obvious answer that like covers like the majority of it. Um, cool. As far as the plot of the movie, like it's. From an extremely hundred thousand foot view, it it is kind of the same movie. Like, okay, the human showed up to come take your stuff, yeah, and you have to fight back with like the environment. Fine, Th- that's not really the, it's not really the same movie. Like, there are legitimate differences to it, but like, there are big swaths of this movie where it's like, let's connect to this like see, this giant like Lapras looking thing from Pokemon and swim under the water and see some cool ass shit, or let's develop our understanding of this or let's swim with this whale like thing i'm sorry james um <laughs> and let's just do badass shit in like nature that's like that's an cool. actual normal nature and like hey look we're it's nighttime and there's bioluminescence that looks gorgeous yeah i i definitely want to see it i definitely i i've been meaning to rewatch the first one because it's been a very long time since i've seen it it was on tv a few weeks ago and i probably saw like 40 percent of it I've seen the movie enough times that like I didn't really need a refresher. And honestly, like yeah. if you remember the broad strokes of the original one, like you'll be fine. Like you'll be all right. All right, that's cool. I would say if you have the time, what there's no reason oh, not yeah. to watch. I mean, I, I have it. I might as well watch it. 
But uh, yeah, I never got down. I was thinking about it and it just didn't have the time. And sure. it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. Nice. I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I'm definitely. Yeah, this is a good time. To see Go see it in a big theater. I will. I'll, I will try. Uh, anything else for consumption? That was quite a bit. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't expecting oh, to go quite that long, but like, I good. didn't really talk to anyone about it. So, um, <laughs> Well. I think that was... Oh, the only other thing was, I know I mentioned Brief to you a few weeks ago, but uh, I started watching For All Mankind. Oh, okay. <clears throat> good show. I'm, uh, I think I'm like halfway through the first season. I've been taking it pretty slow. I watched like a couple episodes when I was sick. And then, like, an episode a few weeks later, and, like, an episode a few weeks later, and an episode a few weeks later, so. <clears throat> Good show. Nice. Well, with that, I think it's time for our flick of the week. Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. Released in 2022, rated PG-13, two-hour and 19-minute runtime. Your IMDb synopsis. Famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case. Really, IMDb? That's it? <laughs> I mean, sure. But, like... I mean, I guess I extremely didn't want to let you know what it... I, I, I mean, Honestly, like, like, you're either here for another Benoit Blanc mystery or you're not. That's fair. But at the same time, it, it feels like this was written when, the, like, when there was an announcement that this was coming, and that they just never updated it. Yeah, I guess that's possible. You know what I mean? Um, very funny. Uh, you want to give us your tweet-length review? Sure. Patently ridiculous... And I mean that in the most complimentary way. Eight of ten. Nice. I got silly campy and just the right amount of over the top. A wonderful visit with our good friend Benoit and the new menagerie of fools. <laughs> Eight out of ten. I uh What what was what was he what, was it just bunch of jackasses? Yeah, one? You bunch of jackasses. <laughs> oh you uh you and they kept saying you assholes, right? Or maybe it was a bunch of assholes, whatever. A bunch of assholes. This movie was, so I've heard from a few people and read a couple of the quick uh, impressions that like people were disappointed in it or like not didn't care right. for it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't gone back to ask. I do have. I have one friend that I'd like to pick his brain about. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying you can't. No, you, yeah, you, like, can, you can. It's like I thought this was f- a fantastic follow up. I just can't. Yeah, I can't imagine if you liked the first one. Right. Like you could still prefer the first one. I would say I probably still prefer. Yeah, I I think the the first one is a more traditional, like murder mystery type movie, whereas this one like kind of tries. It, it, it's I mean, like it like it's got layers, right? Is the murder mystery concept that they were gonna have the murder mystery dinner weekend and the actual murder mysteries within it, and like the multiple possible like it's there's there's obviously intentionally so there's layers to it, uh, but it was all. Right in front of you the whole time, which is yeah. which is pretty great. Also, I, I, I like the big twist happens much earlier in this than in your traditional similar movie. Yeah, and then you get like a hard reset as you try to put the pieces of the puzzle back together that you didn't necessarily realize were out of place at that time. Right, and so I, like at least like a kind of a more traditional ending where it's like okay, like what's the quote unquote twist at the end? Most people probably kind of sort. Saw coming to whatever extent. Sure, I, I will say though the one thing the one thing that I think Knives Out has over this, as far as execution is concerned, is like everything was there in Knives Out. It was it was there. The nothing was hidden from you as it was executing. Like they were they maybe would mask it slightly by something else happening also, but the information 
was presented to you at some point along the way, and then they piece it all together in a marvelous way when they unfolded at the end, right? Mm. In this one, there is a very significant piece of it that is hidden from you, the viewer, that you can't really know, unless I'm missing, unless I missed something that you can't really know until they tell you about. What what piece are you talking about? I mean, the tw- the point. twin. The, where obviously there's going to be spoilers. It's yeah. but the twin aspect. Yeah, I guess so. It's like that's the actual twist, right? And like, and it, and it's a good one. Yeah, but it's not what what I appreciate about like something like Knives Out was. I feel like if you were to go back, you're like, oh my god, like yeah, there's the thing, like there, it's right there. So, well, the one thing I will say is, while it's more obscure, they are hinting, kind of all along. Because they kind of keep saying, like, why is she being so What is she weird? doing here? Yeah, why is she being weird? That's true. That's fair. And I think, like, those those cracks are there, right? And Also, like, well, sorry, there's, there's three things that work in conjunction. You, you realize it later on, right? Because it's, they are all not just confused why she's there, but, like, how she's behaving. Mm-hmm. There's the fact that Benoit wasn't invited but has mm-hmm. an invitation and there's what's his name's reaction to her. Yeah. Because her, his re- reaction, he reacts surprised to seeing her, mm-hmm. which is understandable to you at first. Cause it's like, Oh, why should you be here? But it doesn't actually jive if you really think about it because he invited everyone. Right. He shouldn't be surprised. He's here. Yeah. He killed her. I, yeah, that's, it is so he knows the whole time and still goes through the charade right that that and that is that's interesting too but he's also you know he's he's a crazy man um but he goes through the whole charade we're saying he's and she's but we're talking uh ed norton's miles run yeah right like he 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 should if he wasn't such a colossal idiot he would have called it (laughs) off right then and there because colossal asshole no but he's yeah he's he wants to do this thing though he's all excited about it he also not gonna let anything get in the way of his of his hydrogen of going clear. <laughs> but uh I so I was talking to earlier on in the movie when Kim and I were watching it, I was like, man, like I don't think I appreciate this enough, but when somebody like Daniel Craig can do this accent without flaw for an entire movie, that is really impressive. Right? I mean everyone has their jokes about it because like it's a good bad accent. Yeah, but it's, it's consistent. It's so bad, it's good. But yeah, no, that that's the important part. Is right. That, it is that's consistently bad. <laughs> right. But and then I was like, wow, this is like I'm really impressed. And then Janelle Monet comes out with two full on characters in the movie with different accents, and I'm like, how did you not screw this up? <laughs> also, wait, I was like, wait, actually, wait, where where is she from? Because like her southern accent is way better than his. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, is she southern? Because I actually, I don't think I've ever, I don't know if I've ever like heard her speak before that. But the, that was, that whole, that twist was like, I was able to get over it quick that like, I didn't, you know, that there wasn't a way for me to figure that part of it out. Or at least I didn't feel that there was because it was, it was really fun to watch and fun to watch unfold. And I do think that like, kind of giving you a twist within a twist and like a, she's so, Andy is what's what was her sister's act her sister's character's name? Helen. Um, I forget. I know in the cast of the movie it said like both their names, but here it just says Andy. Yeah. Well, anyway, so a- Andy was like the the character the sister she's that she's from Kansas City. So that she, died. She is from the South, I guess. So okay. 
so whichever voice of hers is normal, her normal voice. The 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 point is her southern accent is. I, I guess it's probably her authentic accent and her like less southern sounding is probably whatever voice she's putting on. Right. So that was that was great. But I, I was also I was very impressed by that. Like just the again like when when flipping back and forth between the characters, like staying very consistent with how you're doing it, and also like the fact that the character that she's playing with the non-Southern accent is actually Southern with a Southern accent doing an accent intentionally. Like, and that, <laughs> which is, and pulling that off as well. Bit of a mind fuck, but yeah. <laughs> right? Like layers. Yeah. Like a parfait. Like an ogre. <laughs> like, okay. Oh man. Anyway. Uh, so when she, so ultimately like, obviously we're skipping around, but when uh, she gets shot and you assume she's dead something happens along the way where i'm like i feel like she's not but i don't know what they're gonna do to not make her be dead daniel craig's tear in that scene the first time you see it i'm like oh my god like he's upset is he upset because this happened and he hasn't figured it out yet and he's like distraught and then they start to show you well, especially the flashback. She, was, she was about to give crucial information to him yes but then they can do the flashback, and then you realize, oh my god, no, he's really sad because he put her in harm's way. And then you realize, no, it's just Jeremy Renner's hot sauce. <laughs> 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 Which, I don't think, like, there's been times watching movies where, like, I'm on the edge of my seat, and I'm so stressed out about what's about to happen. A perfect example was the trip of hot sauce running down her face towards her nose. I was like, I'm going to lose it. Like, yes. I can't, I'm crawling out of my skin. I oh, like, for is- me, it was the campiness of, like, Oh god, the hot sauce. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Terrible. I was just oh my gosh. It was just so ridiculous. The movie the movie's very fun. Yes. And I think that's why like I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place because I'm excited about it. I, and I feel like I haven't I haven't sat down with a movie that I just like enjoyed this much like to watch. And like I watched it one and a half times already. <laughs> I don't I don't know if we said it the first when the first one came out. Or if I, or if you and I had made the connection, or you had made the connection at that point, but it's all of the best stuff from Clue and Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, absolutely, including the references to Clue being a child's game and he's terrible at it. Yes, I love that. It's too stupid. I'm not good at it. <laughs> also, like all the, the the cameos, like he's in his bathtub talking to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I forgot who else. Natasha Leone. Yeah, so random. And uh, uh, I forget who oh the my other God. two are. <laughs> One of them is. Oh my gosh! Why can't I hang on? Let me see if I can pull them up. They were all like pretty famous in their own right. Yeah, I guess it was kind of perfect that Natasha Leone was in that because she's in that other show he made, like that was shot near me. What is it? That that show that they're doing for Peacock. I don't remember what it's called now. I remember I told mm. you a few months ago. Vaguely, yeah. Um. But she's like the one of the stars, if not the star of that show. Steven Sondheim? That's the other person that was there? Oh, Steven Sondheim. Yeah. And then, well, not in the same scene, but the Serena Williams cameo was also really funny. I, at one point I got up <laughs> out of the room and I was mostly watching, so I don't know if that happened then. What was the cameo that she was in? She, it was, they were in the gym. It was Benoit Blanc and Aunt Nan, or Helen. What was her name? I can't remember her name. I feel like it was Helen for some reason. Yeah, but let's go with that. that it was that Helen. right. And Benoit were debriefing something that had just happened in the gym. And there's what looks like a picture of Serena Williams on the wall. But it's actually just a video 
like call that she's on because she's paid to be there and do a personal training lesson at any point. <laughs> that, so that was definitely when I was in the other room then because I don't even remember that. And then she's like, does anybody, does either of you want a session? And she's like, I don't need your money. <laughs> um, so, it was so silly. Also, like, well, so yeah, so mostly I was talking about the bathtub scene, but also there's, why is Ethan Hawke in this movie? He's in the movie I for 90 seconds. I have no idea. Um, it was funny, you know. You're fine. Yeah. What, what is like, this? You're fine. That I, you know, it's funny. I thought I actually thought that whole sequence was hilarious because from the first moment that he shoots somebody in the mouth with that gun and slaps the wrist brace on him, I'm like, oh my god, this guy just has like a cure, like a complete like antibody. You're not getting COVID. That's the whole point. I, like it's just, like this rich mm-hmm. asshole. That's really what they're trying to drive at, and I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> and also their reactions every time they got shot with it. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Also, what Kate Hudson's. Um, mask which was like mesh <laughs> yes oh my god and then she says it's, i couldn't breathe with that thing on yeah oh my god that killed me i think my favorite improvised mask during the pandemic was it was angela lansbury that was who else was on the call oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> um my my favorite um improvised mask that i saw was so i've never seen the machine that your sister uses because she has sleep apnea. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my dad does as well. But it was the mask attachment that you use for that. The one that covers the whole nose and mouth. Because mm-hmm. some people have the one that just goes like up the nose or whatever. Sure. Um, but there's the one that covers the whole nose and mouth. It was one of those. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's supposed to... Like, there's an yeah. elbow joint. Yeah. And there's... Then would be a tube that goes into the machine. Like, that's how the machine... Like, Sleep apnea machine. And there was a man wearing one of those on his face. Just walking around like Gonzo? Yes. <laughs> with, with no tube, just the elbow joint. Amazing. That's just open, so he's just breathing in and out regular air. Through, More a, through a straw. Yeah. That was my favorite. Direct. Impressive. Straight shot. Right to the nose. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it's so stupid. I. Uh, so, but on the, on the, on the cameo train. Um, not here. Ignore me. Oh my god, that guy cracked me up. And, well, I forget what he's his just name my, is. my buddy Andy or whatever. He's no, not Andy, uh, whatever it was. He's just going through some stuff. He's just hanging out uh, here until he. Yeah, who, what was his name? Uh, th- but that car- that guy is in uh, Daryl. That was the character's name. Oh, okay. Noah Segan. Segan. S e g a n. He's in a ball of like like all of Ryan. John. He puts him in his movies. He was also one of the detectives in Knives Out. Um, was he? Yeah, one of the cops. Hmm, I don't remember. Uh, probably because he didn't look like that. <laughs> but the other cameo, maybe my favorite one, is the clock. What about it? It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Well, he's voicing the clock. He is the voice of the clock. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I processed that there was a voice. It is a person, him, just going, dong. I didn't know that. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> It's just wonderful. It's just, you know what I love about that is like, I feel like what I've gotten out of Ryan Johnson is that he loves movies. I feel like probably the way that we love, like, like actually really enjoys them is what I gather. Mm -hmm. And then just finds a way to have fun while making it. I feel like he's a, a more uh, Hollywood aligned Kevin Smith, like where like, yeah, he's having fun. 
Like, and I feel like the other, I feel like the people in the movie seem to also be having fun making it. And that's probably has a lot to do with the direction. I'm sure. And like, it just, it just makes me so excited for more of these, hoping that there's more of them. Uh, there's going to be one more at least. I will. Netflix bought two. I will watch the shit out of these. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there was just so much, like, again, going back to like from the beginning of the episode, we talked about like, like the ridiculousness of like the way that some of the banter is written were the stupid lines that he's like, where he's just saying the wrong words or yes. like, things that aren't words. Some of the stupid arguments that come between all of them. I mean, Kate Hudson was fantastic. Her character was fantastically written. Yeah. So dumb. Such, was, just such a moron. And it, you know what? The, we know what makes it even better is having Peg, the, her assistant character there mm-hmm. the whole time to like basically be cringing through the entire experience. Like, at, like a proxy for the audience. It's yeah. just amazing. There was a particular line, I don't remember what it was now, that I really cracked up. And it reminded me of, I rewatched like half of 22 Jump Street a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. And it had to do with um, when, uh, you know, because the whole thing was like, do it like the first one, do it like the first one. You know, it's the exact same case, all that stuff. And they're trying to figure out like the different, like, no, no, it's the same exact thing. We just have like a 50% bigger budget, you know, like all that stuff. And there's like a scene later in the movie where the captain tells them, just figure it out, but with no budget because we blew it all on the big chases. Like, <laughs> can't afford any shenanigans. Like, you gotta like toe the line. And Channing Tatum was like, but you said we had Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> and he was trying to say we had Carp Blanche. Yeah. And there was a line that she said in there, which was like the, in the scene. <clears throat> vain is that and i don't remember what the line was now where like i was like dying laughing because i figured out what she was trying to say yeah i i don't remember what it is either i do know what you're talking about (laughs) she was she was great again like just all of these actors were like i don't know they were great performances all around they really stuck to and landed like with the character and dave batista like he's really fit like like he's not totally one note there definitely is a type of character but like mm-hmm. he is just a riot whenever they get him like his his so. timing in comedic delivery is the strongest like aspect right like he yeah could, and even some of his facial acting the scene when he walks in and you think he's finding out that his girlfriend's cheating on him yeah the face that he's making while he's watching that and just again like the ridiculous the layers as they layer that shot where it's him and then Benoit Blanc right behind him. Yes. <laughs> but then when they come around and show it like from the different perspective later on, there was another person behind him, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was Helen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who were the character we're calling Helen. <laughs> that, that was, that was good. And like, they poke out at, at like just a few seconds off from each other. It's like so alternating funny. angles and shit. I love it. I love that stuff. And so Dave Batista, the whole, I mean, it was, it was a bit on, a lot of this is on the nose, but like sometimes you actually have to go like, okay, we, there's subtlety and then we've got on the nose and then it's like something beyond that where it's almost so on the nose that it's now come back around on this cleverness. Uh-huh. The whole thing with him and the gun everywhere mm-hmm. in his speedo. Yeah. Like all that. And for like that to play such an important part, like he always has his gun. Like, yeah. I, like now they can't find the gun. Like him getting out of the pool and shooting, <laughs> scared the shit out of what's his name. <laughs> so ridiculous! It um, really was. It really wasn't Duke. 
Such an absurd that, character. That whole pool sequence, like over the men's rights activist. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's, wait, that's not the first time you've heard that expression, <laughs> is it? No. Oh, okay. It's just terrible. It is. <laughs> well, it, uh, I feel like it's very uncomfortable because it's like, oh my god, I don't even, I don't even want to hear this joke just because it's so terrible. But when it, but in 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 Parks and Rec, it was really funny. I forgot about that. There's a whole. There's a whole character and group around it. It's, it's well, I know De- Dennis Feinstein was some of that too, but well, yeah, he was just an asshole. This was like, it, 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 I think it was around like the um, the pie baking thing with Leslie has to like ends up like has to do like makes the pie even though she doesn't want to and like like come to support Ben, and then mm. the the men's rights activists come to the. <laughs> <laughs> to the thing, I'm like, okay. and they're just like so upset about it. But that character is reoccurring within that episode, and then multiple other times. It's just too much, and she's just like, anytime he's around, she's just like, oh god, <laughs> it's just like, Yuck, get out of my face. <laughs> but it's in, it's done in a more silly way. Than yeah, yeah, the painful. Well, they definitely like had their <laughs> ability to uh, wedge some of this in. In the in the first one, they had the Nazi kid, and now they have the, mm-hmm. the men's right mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my um, gosh! So there's God, there's the a, kid. I forgot all about that. What's so great about that character is, for so much of it, like everyone just kind of like you're giving him a weird side glance, or just like, oh, and it's the scene like where like he really says some. I forget what it was, and the father like double takes and is like, it's like the first time it's really registering for him. Like, oh my God, he's a Nazi. Yeah, like you know what I mean, like. <laughs> It's the first time where it's not just like, oh, he's annoying me, or right. oh, it's not that he's not serious about it, or whatever. It's, it's the, the first time where he's like, he's like terrible. Oh my god, he like is actually a Nazi. Isn't he? <laughs> and you can tell like, like he's a piece of shit, and even he's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's the uh, <laughs> there's one. I just I have this cast pulled up, and uh, Jessica Henwick's peg is still front and center on it, and it just. This I had to get this out before I forgot, but the uh please tell me you didn't think a sweatshop is where they make sweatpants. <laughs> that was definitely her standout moment. <laughs> that killed me. I was just like as she was saying it, you knew where it was going, and I was just going, no, no, no. <laughs> I, and she just she just shrugs it off. Didn't shrug it off. She's like, well, yeah. Yeah. It's workout clothes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, It was interesting watching. I did like the dynamic where you get early on, you're introduced to these, like, four rich fuckheads who Mm -hmm. are all friends. And then to watch the petty squabbling and backstabbing on role as like things go on yeah. but then they they come back together into a unit and then it gets threatened into who's gonna go to which petty fiefdom again and then it turns into this cathartic thing at the end when they all start breaking the glass together because yep. you realize like it's played early on where like Benoit's like you realize you brought all these people who like you're actively manipulating them like any of them could want to actually kill you <laughs> the only the two murders are the only one of them with any panage. I gave you the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. 
But it's not, it's not even poison. It's just pineapple juice. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. Is I, I, well, I figured that part of it out pretty early. Dong um, was that he, yes. um, like, uh, <laughs> he, uh, it was obvious. Like, he's like, uh, he asked them all for their food allergies. Because, like, yeah. you see the, the handoff, and it's like, that was weird. Did he intentionally give him that glass? Mm-hmm. And then they play it back. It's actually a really cool bit of like like movie making trick, right? Because they yes. play it back and they show the the flash, flashback as he's wondering whether or not he remembers one way or the other. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the prestige, like which dot did I tie? Yes, you know it. And they show it to you, and it's like, oh, I I just must not have been paying close enough attention, or it was a weird trick. Yeah, that's exactly the experience that I had. And then you see it again. It's like, no, I fucking no, I was don't, right, you jerk. Don't actively guess like me. I'm watching <laughs> <Yeah>. your movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. It's just when when all of it's happening, it's all happening so fast too, and like everybody's so panicky that like it's just like I was watching so closely because I was like, what what things are happening right now that are super important to what's about to happen? <laughs> also, even though like I called it in like the moment before it happens, like the dawning realization, or maybe more appropriately, the donging realization when he dongs and he goes, "Oh God, no." You've got to help me. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, he's going to have it. And then the lights go out. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, what a fucking moron. I loved, I love that he's like, so, <laughs> Ben Wong like, do, uh, what, are the, what do we win? <laughs> what, what uh, do I don't know. Want? An iPad? <laughs> sure. Do you want it? I don't want an iPad. <laughs> You just said win, and I thought <laughs> it's like. So, are we playing right now? Has it started? Yeah, Birdie did it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he solved the whole thing, and as soon as he's done solving it, it shoots him. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh man, the timing is so perfect. Oh man, you know, I, I got. I, I it's been a lot of money and time setting this whole thing up, and you just blew it. <laughs> It's so fun. I will also say, um, you know, we love her on this show. We've talked about it over and over again, but Catherine Hahn is just fantastic. She's so good at everything that she's <laughs> She's hilarious. She's, and like, all these characters have like internal struggles going on too, and hers seems the most obvious, like on her face. And like, anytime somebody's like, she's just like the senator housewife, <laughs> and like, she's just like, feels so like you see the feet like in her because like, she's like trying to do something but also like realizes she's like caught up with this group of people she knows she knows how bad the situation is <laughs> and it's, she's just wonderful and her delivery is so great especially when she's ragging on birdie and making fun of her yeah oh my gosh it's just that got me so like i i she had me cracking up but she was like oh my god and it's a <laughs> like she like, oh it's a it's actually a song are you making fun of me? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> She's wonderful. The puzzle boxes were, I, it was a really fun and exciting like intro. Like when they were all like trying to yeah. figure it out and open it and you're like getting the introduction to the character. Kim and I started laughing hysterically. Why did you know when I just started beating the shit out of it? With <laughs> <that>? <laughs> I don't have any time for this. And then when Benoit Blanc is talking to, um, Miles and he's like just a couple of children's puzzles, very simple, really. And you can see how disgusted Miles is. Defeated. It's not disgust. It's defeat. 
Well, it's it's great because the whole movie is just clowning this guy who thinks he's the smartest person in the room all the time and mm-hmm. realizing how fucking stupid he is. Yeah. And it's it's two hours of him Ew, jackass. how stupid he is. <laughs> yeah. How dumb. Um, it's just so dumb. <laughs> and it's like, that's great. Um, I also like that was very clear. Like what I was saying earlier. You on. dim-witted, brainless jackass. <laughs> It was also like I thought this was one of the, like, the moments where like they were they're talking about the whole thing with like the movie like where it went full fourth like wall where these so many of these auteurs as well as so many of these like kind of high fluting like concept movies are presented you know like they call them puzzle boxes and for it to be so simple to figure out it seems so complicated but really it's not and then for him to come out and say it like and to watch the defeat on his face like. I, it wasn't just meta for all of those types of movies, but also for this movie specifically. It was like, okay, like, yeah, I did the one that was like super clever and you have to figure it out. I'm not doing that again. I'm going to do something that just looks like that, but it's actually super simple to figure out because that's what this movie was. Yeah. It was basically pretty simple to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like it, you, was, it, it was what you would expect it is from the trailer. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just thought that was like a pretty clever, like, wink to like the whole situation. Yeah. As it's it's good. Oh, man. It's just so... I really just want to watch it again because, like, at the end of the day, like, yes, the first time through, like, the little twists and turns are really fun, but the rewatches are all for the performances. Yeah. They're all great. And it's just... <laughs> I just... I popped up in the quotes from IMDb. He put pineapple juice in the drink. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's brilliant. No. It's just, just dumb. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, Birdie is like when she's trying to chase when when Hannah is like destroying everything in the room, and oh, Birdie Hannah. is like Hannah. I don't know why it just popped out of my. I guess that's the, actually her name. Well, I don't know. You just said it, so I assume that you just saw it when you were. No, I I think that is it though. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Anyway, let's go with Hannah now. I think Hannah's right. That sounds more right than Helen. You look it up. Anyway. When she's it was Heather, she's, right? She's starting to destroy, like break everything down, and Birdie's like trying to stop her, and she's like, "Andy, uh, Hannah, uh, whoever you are," <laughs> and all the uh, the shock when she comes back in the room again, and <laughs> and Owen's basically, "Can I just not kill you?" No, it was it was Helen. It was Helen. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I don't know where Hannah came from, <laughs> but oh man, Helen, Andy, whoever you are. <laughs> Also, I, um, you know, we talked about like him putting together this whole thing based on all the stuff he's observed and how complicated it all is. And all like he had this whole thing about like the wrong words he was using. Yeah. Why it meant a certain amount of stuff. And he like, it's like, no, it's not that. I just what? Like he didn't even know what he was talking about. Like, yeah, he read into like as if he was leaving these breadcrumbs and it's just he's a moron. Right. Yep. And it reminded me of the end of Hot Fuzz, where he does all of that investigation, comes up with, like, this person told me that person, and that person gave this information, and this person knew about that, and told this, and this, and this, and this. And then when they're like, oh, yeah, we just didn't like his house, or, like, she had, she had a terrible laugh. <laughs> like, that, it was, like, almost, ex- it was, like, spiritually related, like, the yeah. almost exact same situation where, like, and again, it was kind of like poking fun at like the whole idea of these like mystery movies where you have the brilliant detective who puts these idiotic clues together. Like, it was insane. Like, who could possibly notice these these correlations? Mm. It's like so much more 
It's so dumb that Occam's razor doesn't even apply. It's even dumber and simpler than that. Yeah. Oh man, it, it's it's great. He just he. I do like though, like uh, the meta in there of him being like, you know, I can't. I I'm terrible at Clue. Like it's because it doesn't make any. It's not how. It's not how you do it. Like it's also why like. If he was actually thinking, if he was taking a step back and not being so intelligent about it, he probably would have solved it two seconds in because it was so dumb that he couldn't figure it out early. <laughs> it's, it's great. Well, I also think there's one of those where, like, it was so convoluted in the first one with, like, who did what drug? And he basically figured it out, but he couldn't figure out the fact that the two drugs were flipped, and mm-hmm. but that she didn't realize they were flipped. And so, like, like there's that whole, like, double negative thing going on. Mm-hmm. In this one, I think the the thing was more that he was too close to the situation. Maybe this is the first time he was that close because he took the job to help her. And the fact that he almost loses her, too, and he was the one who pushed her to be the bait in the trap. Yeah. it was He was too close to all of it that if he had been as independent and objective as he was in the first one, as he was during the murder mystery, he would have probably fought for right. that in two seconds. But he couldn't see it. Because he had already been put too close and had an emotional attachment. I yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's so it's so good. I also within that though, I like what they did where like he's going stir crazy being at home and his mind is turning to mush and like he needs this and just the talking about Daniel Craig's acting and like the pure delight on his face when he solves the murder mystery before it even happens yeah. is amazing. Oh, he just throws him an iPad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you um, solve this one, you get an iPad Pro. <laughs> <laughs> also, wait, sorry, we were talking about cameos earlier. I totally mm. forgot about Hugh Grant as his oh, yeah. housekeeper. Yep. Who I didn't recognize his voice from afar, muffled through a door. And then they show the flashback, and it's it's just him like as his housekeeper or butler or whatever you want to call him. So <laughs> that's so great. And then, uh, course, are you still in the bathtub? No. <laughs> and then of course we get the uh the finale the explosion of the glass onion with the with the clear getting thrown let's not a little liquid courage and a reminder of why your sister was out to be was it out to begin with or has it yeah why she got so, out to begin with. why she got out to begin with and uh <laughs> goes or is it birdie one of them oh, <laughs> before it explodes <laughs> <laughs> I like, though, in that scene, you know, she's breaking the stuff down and Miles is like, whatever, whatever. This is so stupid. And then, like, it's getting it's going on. He's getting a little agitated. And then she starts to really go to town on the liquor. And he's like more agitated. Then she lights it on fire. And then immediately he's concerned because he knows the implication of the thing. And then when, <laughs> of course, when it comes down to the actual piece of clear that gets thrown in there, uh, all of that coming to this beautiful end with the music playing and the slow motion and her and uh, Helen running towards the override switch for the Mona Lisa. And the way that that shot where, where miles jumps at Helen just as she's about to hit him and she like shrugs him off and he just goes, it, it was very like Wes Anderson. That's the way, and like, like, he's like his ridiculous face as he's flying off screen and she presses the button. And the fact that they also take a second to zoom in on the little clown whose face is like also shock 
when she <laughs> presses down on the button and she's completely destroyed in that moment. And her being able to have that final line to him of like, now, now you will forever be remembered in the Sam Brad is the Lisa. That was, <laughs> was just so That perfect. was a great callback to that. And uh, call and response, I guess. Um, I, I love that. You had to figure out, I mean, it was literally Chekhov's gun, the manual override. And oh, like, yeah. From that moment, it's like, okay, so how does it get destroyed? Yeah. You're not thinking about anything else of just... Like, it's going to happen, so how? Because it's going to yeah. be something ridiculous. And, yeah, them smashing, and all of them getting their catharsis to smash the stuff, because they all break their chains as, like, this guy who's been, like, just absolutely, like, he's supposed to be their friend. He holds out like he's this fucking, like, insane, brilliant person who's above all of them. He's just as dumb, if not dumber, than all of them. But he's using it to cruelly twist and, and um, control all of them that way. Oh <laughs> God, that stupid thing with him and the fax machine was really irritating me. Because I feel like I've I've met so many people in my lifetime who are him. <laughs> who are extremely into fax machines? Miles. Who know who are Miles? Just oh. <laughs> oh man, that is so silly. You know, I didn't touch on. I he, I feel like he didn't get a lot of like. <clears throat> he he ended up playing like a very good supporting character, and his performance was also great. But Leslie Odom Jr. Like I feel like he didn't have a ton of like actual time as a character like i don't know if it was just like yeah less I mean, written i guess i give you a lot of it on the front end where he's just kind of put upon yeah like i mean he's kind of basically the fall guy like his perpetual fall guy that's what it seems like yeah i mean but, the, the whole conversation early on like about like like him making these weird associations between like this thing equals this thing and like how am i supposed to get an idea out of that <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like but here we go children equal equals crypto or whatever or equals nfts whatever it was yeah. like that paid for and the that, building and that paid for the building <laughs> but that you know what though that what's cool about that is how early of an indicator that is that miles is just a moron yeah uh, and it's just like you know you say enough random things eventually one of them will be right yeah and that's like the whole the whole thing uh so it's it, it's fine. I just yeah, but I just feel like his character like that like we got that which is good. Um, his final line of like I saw him driving away from Annie's house, like like when he raises hand, they all did their hand raise. Like that's like the you know that's the bullet though. That's the one that's gonna get him in real trouble. Uh, it's just that was cool. I just feel like he could have they could have given him a little bit more writing wise. Like the character oh, didn't really have much to do within from that beginning point. There wasn't like a ton for him. Great presence. He's basically, just he's. Uh, I think he he kind of just played like the skeptic role, right? Where like, yeah, when there's like a thing happening, he's like, "Well, it can't be that or whatever." Right. Yeah. Oh, man, what a fun movie. You have anything else for this one? Um, I think just like kind of like the final, like the disdain in his voice when he like tells him to call the cops. And he says, "I don't care that he built this fucking island with like the, <laughs> the docks that don't work or whatever. Just tell them to fucking come here." <laughs> I uh, I do love when Helen goes down to the... Well, oh, also, he waits for it to explode, and then when the, when the alarms are going off because there's fire and smoke, he then lights a cigar. Great scene. And then when uh, Helen comes down Oh, yeah, because the, the thing yelled at him earlier. That was yeah. actually really funny when he lights up a cigar. The, the, the guard starts yelling at him. He's, like, running away, like, panicked yeah. from it. Like, not afraid of getting in trouble. Afraid of, like, like what exactly 
is going to happen to me. Like, yeah. I don't even know who's talking to me, let alone like how they know <laughs> I'm smoking. But, uh, and at the, so he's sitting there smoking a cigar at the end, and Helen comes down. He's like, Did you get him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a great way to cap it off. It's just awesome. Also, I forget, did he wear the neckerchief? ascot thing in the first one because he had like four different ones in this movie i don't i don't know he was like a linen suit in the first one isn't he yeah i do i do remember being like this is absolutely absurd when i saw that when i realized that that was his swimming ensemble yeah i couldn't believe he was and he like walked into the water and he had his drink (laughs) it's great um and also helen drinking uh was it was it jared leto's kombucha yeah. <laughs> hard percent alcohol. <laughs> There's so many little things like that throughout the movie that are just really entertaining. That I guess you can you can even count those little things as cameos. They're name drops. A little little name yeah. drop cameo. Jeremy Renner's face was on the hot sauce. It was. Oh. But it's, it's like so random. Like, does Jeremy Renner actually have a hot sauce? I I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming no. I don't know. But it's it's just one of those things where it's like like, how, how did we get here? Does, yeah, how does somebody <laughs> even think? I mean, I guess it's just again it's another shot at like Hollywood, where it's like you know who's got their own tequila and who's got their own whatever. Like you know, oh yeah, yeah Jeremy Renner's got a hot sauce. Yep. Oh man. Cool man. Well, that was a, I feel like that was a fun one to come back to. Yeah. Do you have anything else for this week? I don't think so. Well, then that's all for this episode of Flixing Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to flixinasix at thespinchoon.com. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Bielsi. Thanks for coming out.